get fired up for another episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. A constant barrage of eye-opening conspiracies and ad-libbed innuenda. With filthy mouths and bad attitudes. Featuring Chris. On the streets, he's known as a jackass. Also featuring Parker. Yes, there's no two ways about it. He's super white. And our special guest, Alex. No one knows what it means, but it's provocative. Entire production supervised by Bigfoot. Now, let's join the boys for their latest episode. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, for another episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. My name is Chris. With me, as always, is Parker and Alex. And we watched Fantastic Beasts, the crimes of Grindelwald. So, uh, I want to start off with something light here to sort of lighten the mood. Have you guys ever got any death threats? Uh, Just me, then. Okay. How seriously are we talking? If they if they would have delivered like like before we started this movie, I would have been real happy. <laughs> Let me tell you, I uh, I've actually got death threats before. Um, obviously on the internet because uh, that's the best way to get them these days. I got death threats when I posted on Twitter several years back. I think before I met either one of you, I said something to the extent of uh, Harry Potter isn't real. And a bunch of people got really mad at me. And then I followed it up with owls aren't real. And uh, <laughs> some person said they were going to find where I live and kill me with a with a gun. Yeah. So, yeah. Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald. Now, Parker, you're the resident Harry Potter fan here. What sure. was your initial thought of this? <laughs> Oh, well, so I think I talked about this back when I watched it, but this was pre-rereading the books, re-watching all the movies, so I was not caught up on any of this lore at all, so I was very confused. And now that I've reread and rewatched everything, I'm incredibly confused. <laughs> yeah, Why are that we seems playing to be... this fucking old switcheroo game with a magic baby 90 minutes into this movie, you guys? Well, the good news is that this movie finally answers the question about who Ezra Miller's character is. But before we get into that, let's go to our Jerks of the Week. I'll let you guys go first. Actually, I'm going to go first. Oh, fuck. I can't believe you've done this. I don't have a Jerk of the Week. I have a Hero of the Week. My Hero of the Week is a one Walter Chaprinsky. He is, uh, That's what you think. Our most, our most well-known, high-profile listener. Thank you so much for listening in. Absolute cowardice. I will never forgive him. <laughs> F grade. Fuck you. Seriously. No, guys, this is, this is my very serious football blog that I make on WordPress. <laughs> Absolutely go fuck yourself. Just uh, the default font on... Sorry, go is the orange man for not pardoning Grindelwald for his many crimes before he left <laughs> office. Uh, Chris, your dad will appreciate this one. Oh, good. My, my jerk of the week is kids these days. <laughs> okay, why? Apparently, you know, much like uh, much like Grindelwald, I am considered a wizard by my peers <laughs> because I'm the only person in my entire fucking class that understands how to pirate a textbook. I'm also considered a wizard, but for different reasons. <laughs> and I smell like cum. Happy 30th, boys. Let's celebrate my levitating. Now, Dad, when he says he smells like cum, that's a reference to an internet thing. It's, it's a reference to clams, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Accio Pornhub. 
Let's fucking go. <laughs> uh, okay, so <laughs> I guess we're just yeah. Let's talk about what we watched recently. Alex, could you go first? I'd like you to go first, and then I'm gonna go. Yeah, sure. I've barely got any, so I hope this is not an effort to stall for time. Because if so, you just fucked yourself. Don't worry, I'm a fast thinker on my feet. Okay. Um. So I'm just gonna talk about two things here. Uh, Chris assigned me an episode of Tales from the Crypt called um, "Death of Some Salesman," yes. starring Tim Curry, Tim Curry, and also Tim Curry. Mm-hmm. And while watching this, I was wondering what exactly it was that Chris was hoping I got out of it. And I think I figured it out. So, Chris, you're right. Tales from the Crypt is better than Scooby-Doo. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> this is the episode that convinced you. <laughs> but you haven't seen Scooby yet. It's the thing. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, we haven't seen Scooby. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, in all seriousness, this, this, I, why can't I say You're that? You're doing word? so good. I always, yeah, let's try that uh, again. I'm, I'm going back to bed. Fuck this. No, I'm not <laughs> trying again. You can't make me. Leave it. Let everyone know that I'm a retard. It's fine. Okay. Um, Cut off that joke. <laughs> joke. <laughs> yeah. This is fucking joke. Okay, okay, okay. This episode's all right. <laughs> you got a lot of post-production ahead of you, buddy. Yeah. Good thing you're not behind, right? boy. Yeah. So you like the episode, right? Yeah. It was it was fine. Yeah. I would have preferred it if it was like twice as long cuz I felt like nothing had any time to happen, but I guess that's what happens when you get, you know, commercials. That sometimes happens, yeah. I was not expecting titties in this. <laughs> well, it I was on this, HBO. I thought this was I thought this was like a show like on a regular channel. I don't know. <laughs> like I have very little like I don't think anybody in my life at any point growing up watched this. So, like, I have no frame of reference whatsoever outside of the two of you guys. So whenever you guys talk about some Tales from the Crypt thing and I watch it and something like that happens, I'm just like, huh, okay. But so, uh, Yeah, kind of similar experience for me. I didn't have HBO growing up, so watching it, I was like, they put this on television? You could see her areola. <laughs> it was funny because I watch it on YouTube and, like, Ten seconds in, there's titties in my face. I'm like, <laughs> okay, I didn't know you could do that. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. All right. Um, what else do I have here? Oh, I uh, I watched a uh, <laughs> there's some hot new slop off the presses on the streaming services. <laughs> I watched Tom Clancy's Without Remorse oh. by Tom Clancy. Oh, I, knew I heard you about would. this. I knew you would. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> I heard about this. <laughs> You, of course, knew that I would. Oh, by the way, I just want to mention, my dad considers Tom Clancy a liberal, so continue. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) You know, if I squint, I can kind of see it. Because this is a movie that is mostly about how the CIA is bad. So, uh, I guess that's, uh, that's just enough to make you a lib these days. I don't know. I Um, don't know. We're like 30 seconds into this movie when someone says the line, he's not a smartass, he's a badass. <laughs> so uh, oh, I knew I yeah. was in good hands. That's like the spoken word intro to the next Guns N' Roses song. <laughs> Honestly, like, grading on the curve of, like, A, modern action movies, 
and B, action movies made for streaming services. This was pretty good. Like, the pacing is just right. They, they don't stay for too long in any place. There's no... There's no stupid camera gimmick like that fucking Chris Hemsworth movie that's just, like, 40 minutes straight of shaky cam. Um, I kind of, like, actually enjoyed this movie, like, more than I was expecting to. It, it's, like, definitely, you know, upper 50% slop. And then <laughs> it has the fucking nerve... To have a mid-credit scene about lore. Oh fuck off! <laughs> is it is it the Clancy verse? <laughs> it is apparently this movie that has absolutely nothing to do with anything about the CIA betraying our troops and yada yada yada, and we almost fought the Russians. And oh, I'm gonna make a new organization. It's gonna be called Rainbow Six. Like, oh fuck oh, you! Are no, he fucking doesn't. Kidding <laughs> that me? That owns. Actually, uh, we now go by (laughs) Sub-Zero. Thanks. (laughs) I was ready to be like, yeah, you know what? Watch this movie with your dads. Like, it's a pretty solid, like, you know, all right. It it understands how to be a movie. The action looks good. The the plot and the pacing are fine. And then it just shot up an extra half star because it was this stupid-ass fucking mid-credit scene because I didn't feel like getting up to change the channel. <laughs> the Rainbow Six. I, That's... It is, it's so dumb. It's so fucking dumb. And now, Alex, serious question. Uh, do you have any other familiarity or, I guess, affinity for Tom Clancy? Have you ever read any of his books, played the video games? I've seen some of the movies and played some of the games. Like, I've played Splinter Cell, which I think is a Tom Clancy-based game. It is, yeah. But, like, I couldn't fucking tell you a single iota of plot. So you you wouldn't really be considered a Tom Clancy fan, but someone who's familiar with a man's oeuvre. Yeah, I mean, like, I I played a lot of Rainbow Six Vegas. I, I couldn't tell you a fucking thing about the lore in that game, either. I know more about Halo than I know about that shit. But, like, anyway... You're going somewhere with this. No, I was I was actually just curious. I actually have never read a single Tom Clancy book, even though I guess he's got, what, like, a hundred dozen or something? So and I, He's like I don't Stephen think King for dads. Of, I don't think I've seen any of his movies, and I, I don't think I've even played any of his video games. Have you really never seen the, like, The Fugitive? In, like, the, oh, the, the he did The Fugitive? Movies? What, the Harrison the Ford? Fu- That's a Jack Ryan movie, yeah. Holy <laughs> shit, wait. Man, the Harrison way. Ford one, the one with Tommy Lee Jones. That's a Tom. I had yeah. no idea. Holy shit! I like Amazon. I, I will say, I, I do have, I do have the. Book. I'm not totally off base in this, right? Like that is. Right? I'm not I, losing my mind. No, I believe you. I. Oh, I did not know that. Uh, anyway, I have the book, The Hunt for Red October, on my shelf next to me, and it's somehow the heaviest book that I own. I don't know what kind of paper it's printed on, but I was like, I'm not going to carry this to work. <laughs> Did your dad come over and weigh all your books? <laughs> no, it's dude. I was like putting them on so the shelf. If an intruder comes over, you no, no, no. Them. I was like putting the books on the shelf. I hand put this. Oh, what the fuck! And I put it up. Like, what is this? I, hang on, it's right next to me. I want to pick this up here. Uh, maybe there's like some some the hidden Nazi. Whole, okay, there like or you can tell. Like this fucking thing is like. Look at how many pages is this? Three hundred eighty-three pages. Buy you three, and it feels like six hundred eighty-three pages. This is heavier than my Bible. Put it over here. What I feel like I should know? have a joke for that, but I, I don't. None of them would make the cut anyway, so why bother? <laughs> Just 
just want you to know that like the intent was there. Oh, that, oh I trust me, it. <laughs> it was there. <laughs> yeah. We're only ten minutes in. I'm trying to trying to be a better person. <laughs> yeah. Hey, between this and Jack Ryan, shout out to Amazon just going all in on. Oh, if we get these dads to subscribe, they'll just forget to unsub, and then we have their you money. You already lost my dad. You know, that. famed leftist Tom Clancy. <laughs> these uh, liberal takes on a oh man, when did he need to get to Venezuela for reasons? <laughs> Liberal, but yeah, there, <laughs> there's uh, there, there's some stuff to work with in here. You know, it has like the fucking spy movie reveal that all spy movies re- reveals have, where it's like, oh, we're hunting this guy. Oh, he also worked for the CIA. Let's go confront him. <laughs> and then he's just strapped to a bomb vest, talking about free in the world. It's like, okay, buddy, we're gonna go over here and get shot by Russians now. Goodbye. <laughs> Yeah, you can do worse. Okay. This, this is this is the definition of fine. If this were in a theater, I absolutely would not have been mad that I paid $14 for it. And what else did I watch? Um, I don't need to say anything about Leviathan. We've already talked about that movie. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Um, <laughs> fucking good, right? Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> I love Leviathan. I don't understand why Peter Weller's in that movie at all. <laughs> absolutely but. Not. Oh god, like a couple months ago we were dicking around on Pluto TV That is all those free channels And one of them was showing Leviathan So I just watched the last 45 minutes of that And didn't <laughs> <laughs> fucking owns. You came in at exactly the right <laughs> moment then <laughs> I was like, oh, we passed all the filler And I just saw Ernie Hudson just like freaking out I was like, oh sick, we're good, okay we're Correct What <laughs> a good movie right, Chris, you ready? Or you I'm, right, I'm, I'm ready, I'm ready Okay, so right. I, I actually do not have a whole lot this week. I've been very busy with this, that, and the other thing. One of the ones that I watched uh, is something that Parker mentioned some time ago. Parker, a uh, question. Exactly how dangerous is this Geist? <laughs> oh, dude. Uh, if I had to rank him uh, least to most, I'd have to say he's probably the most dangerous. So, uh, here's another question. Where the hell did you find this? This is so hard to find. <laughs> YouTube, buddy. <laughs> Don't Wait, did worry you get like it. a? Were you able to find like a dub of it? Oh, absolutely, I did. I might still what? have that Damn. on the heart. When in doubt, always it's on YouTube. I, man, I I, I can send you some so, files. Yeah, okay, we'll consider this because I was only able to find the uh, sub version. I had to look around to find this one. It is really hard. Why even find. bring it up then? I because, <laughs> dude, have you seen all of that shit? stalling for that? <laughs> I fucking love I, I love that like every anime elitist on the planet is elitist about subs except for the three of us yeah. it was just like oh, you read that show I, well they get the dub wrong it's like it's called most dangerous geist I hope they got it wrong dude yeah dude I I was laughing hysterically the entire time I if you send me the dub I will definitely be watching the dub because this seems this seems to be something that I need to watch over and over and over again because I was laughing really hard the entire time. Did uh, you watch both of them? What? <laughs> oh, buddy, we'll talk afterwards. No, I. Oh, you mean the uh, most dangerous guys part two? No, I. I was saving that for later. Um, I'm going to get to it at some point. I know I'm going to have to see it because it ends on a cliffhanger of all cliffhangers. <laughs> you better believe it picks up right where it left off, even oh, though that seems goodness. impossible. <laughs> I was just like, oh, uh, <laughs> he's choking around, then they both explode, I suppose. I I don't know what's going to happen here, man. I, I'm excited to find out, though. Oh, oh yeah, you are. 
So Alex, you've you've, you've mentioned that I I often notice when something rips off Mad Max. This movie, <laughs> it is egregious. <laughs> it is. They're just like, what if it was Mad Max, but it uh, it's on a different planet. It's different, right? And then okay. this guy just comes out in a Gundam suit, and you're like, all right, sure, it's Japan, I guess. That's the thing, is, like, it's not quite giant robots, but it's, like, medium-sized robots. It's so, almost, cause they have, I'm fine I'm fine with regular-sized They have mech suits, but also, the most dangerous, my good friend, is, like, 19 oh. feet tall anyways. <laughs> <laughs> He's just built, like, two Undertakers standing on each other's shoulders. <laughs> like, <why> is, yeah. <laughs> sorry. Who built it? Sorry, I'm gonna explode if I don't get this out. <laughs> Too guys, too dangerous. Continue. <laughs> Thank you. He's he's laying on that bed, and that girl's like all over him, trying to seduce her, whatever, with his hands behind his head. And he's just not moving a muscle. <laughs> and I'm just like, King. He already finished after he murdered that guy on that bike. <laughs> I'm just thinking like Pumbaa and the Lion King going, Your Majesty. <laughs> <laughs> he has had his release for the day. She's merely in his way. Yeah. <laughs> he throws her out of his tent. So, uh, yeah, that was quite good. I hope to see more like it. I Did I mention a, a different anime that I watched called Bobby's Girl? Uh, I, well, I guess that sounds I dangerous. Yeah, so Bobby's uh, Girl is... Um, hmm. I thought it was actually kind of lousy. And if I already talked about this on the previous episode, I'll just cut this. But I thought it was really lousy. I, it's it's very poorly animated. I think it's sort of filmed in like blurro vision where most of the edges are sort of not really detailed and you can barely see the outlines of characters, which probably speaks to a very low budget. The basic storyline structure is there's this guy who likes in Japan, who likes to ride his motorcycle and he got his picture taken in a motorcycle magazine and some girl writes into the magazine and says, Hey, you know, I, I think you're really cool and you're really interesting and I'd, I'd like to be pen pals with you. I'm in, you know, whatever grade. He's like, Oh, I go to school, but I'm not really interested in school. And as the thing develops, you're like, Oh, he's, he's, you know, he has, he's not really on great terms with his father. He's going to leave. He's just going to ride his bike. He's starting to sound kind of like James from Twin Peaks. And, uh, the more you watch the movie, you're just like, okay, I wonder if this is going to go somewhere. Maybe he'll connect with that girl and he'll find meaning in his life. And he's he's not really close with her, but then he decides, you know what, I do need something. So he's on his way to go see her, he puts on his helmet, and then he gets hit by a car. And the thing <laughs> <laughs> the thing ends. Serves him right. The credits roll. Now the whole thing was in Japanese, there is no dub for this. The credits roll, and what song do they play over it? I wanna be Bobby's girl. I wanna be. And uh, I was laughing so fucking hard. <laughs> what a good movie. I mean, you want to talk about a literal smash cut. <laughs> <laughs> Parker, I'd also like to thank you personally for not making a Bobby's World joke. Uh, you know. It was there. It that was, was the, the initial thing, like, but then I remember it was an anime. I was like, oh, this could get dangerous. Yeah, <laughs> this bullet was not meant yeah. for you. <laughs> okay. Do you want to talk about the first Fantastic Beast, my good friend? No, not yet. First, I want to talk about something that might take us like an hour and 50 minutes. The other Alex came over, so I wasn't able to watch another Pauly Shore movie by myself. And I was going to say, she must have been really upset that you watched that yeah. one without her. <laughs> she didn't react when I sent her the audio. I hope she's not mad. Alex, if you're listening to this, please forgive me. Uh... She was like, hey, Chris, I have a great idea for a movie we can watch together, and you can look at the screen and see it. I'm like, what, what could this possibly be? 
she's like, oh, it's a little movie called... And I'm like, the what? And she's like, the Book of Henry. And I'm like, what? I'm so excited. <laughs> and... Man. I'm like, she was like, yeah, I've heard it. It's like really batshit insane and it's really stupid. And it's like one of those movies where you watch it and it's like about as stupid as Serenity. And I'm like, oh boy, that sounds like a treat. I can't wait to watch this. She brings it over. We put it on. And the first thing you see is a Colin Trevorrow film. <laughs> now, I would walk out of my own house. <laughs> Now, here's the thing. It says, a college Trevor film, starring these people. And then the last credit, the last opening credit says, directed by Colin Trevorrow. So, I guess it's for people with short attention spans. Uh, how do I describe this? Uh, there is a young boy. He's like 12 years old. He's, his name is Henry. He's the main character. This is his book. And he's played by that kid, right? That kid from... Uh, it chapter one and it chapter two and he's he's also the nazi child in uh knives out you re- you remember the kid right like you can kind of picture him in your mind yeah well he's in this one he's the main character and he plays uh, a genius he's like a, a child genius and he's instantly one of the most irritating characters in film history like he's so fucking obnoxious in the way that he's portrayed as smarter than everyone else it's the way that he is written is just so irritating he's <laughs> immediately talking about everyone else i fucking hate this character so much and he's got a brother a younger brother named who cares and that brother is so fucking dumb and not even like dumb by comparison he's just a really stupid kid their mom is naomi watts great and uh, Naomi Watts is not very uh, wealthy because their father probably died, probably killed himself because of his son. And his son is like helping her make a lot of money by helping her like play the stocks because he has a uh, he's a brain genius and he can do that sort of thing. Uh, <laughs> I, I already I already would have turned this, dude. Off. <laughs> you would be fucking outraged. This might be in your future if you make me mad. Uh, he she's like, oh, I'll just let Henry be my financial advisor my lawyer and my whatever and my shit and she's working as a waitress at a diner and who is her best friend at the diner why it's our good friend sarah silverman Holy <laughs> oh my god i was bracing for bad that was just so sarah here's the thing like you can tell that the director colin trevorrow is really leaning hard on sarah silverman to deliver the laughs uh She's not very good. Good strategy, at. man. Oh, re- really? The the twelve year old wasn't good enough for jokes. <laughs> yeah. Has he not seen Young Sheldon? <laughs> you know, actually, she's, yeah. She's uh, <laughs> she's trying. I wouldn't say her best. I'd say like her seventeenth best in this movie. So you know, that's something. So you might be wondering, Chris, what is the plot? The plot is that Henry is dying, and his dying wish is for his mother Naomi Watts to assassinate their neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> he just wants to say it. <laughs> Sorry, continue. <laughs> okay, I'm going to repeat that because I thought it was a pretty funny thing. <laughs> the plot is this 12-year-old boy is dying, and his dying wish is for his mother to assassinate their next-door neighbor. You might be wondering <laughs> a lot right now. <laughs> is it is it because he can't say it around them? <laughs> Uh, there are a lot of... Uh, yeah, ever since the Robinsons of... moved in, uh, everyone's had <laughs> real hushed lately, and I'm sick of it. So, 
the thing is, uh, next door, uh, Henry's been peeking into their next door neighbor's window, and there's like a girl who's about his age in there. I'm like, that's kind of creepy. But what's creepier is that he can see that her father, stepfather, I guess, is abusing her. I'm like, oh, thanks for that movie. So uh, he's like, oh, we need to report him to the police, but the principal of the school won't do anything because his brother's like the chief of police, and there's like a bunch of bureaucratic red tape, and there's like, you know, a whole bunch of stuff in there that they can't get across. So he's like, okay, the only way to resolve this issue is to kill the man. So <laughs> he, he tasks Naomi Watts with doing this, and you're like, oh, when does he die? Please tell me he dies. He does, but it takes fucking forever. He has a tumor in his brain, and he goes to the hospital. Fucking, it takes the, like the middle of the movie for him to finally croak. He is so, he's constantly on screen. You're like, well, it is the book of Henry. It's not the book of Naomi Watts. Like, he's so fucking irritating. I just want this little fucker to die. Then he dies, and you're just like, okay, smooth sailing, Naomi Watts gets a gun, kills some guy, this should be good, right? Wrong. The kid, you are not going to believe this. You're going to be like, okay, Chris is up making up a movie. I am not making up this movie. He planned this out in order to help his mom out. Remember, he was helping her out with the financial <laughs> stuff, right? He writes a book about how to assassinate. That's why it's called The Book of Henry. It's a book of how to assassinate your neighbor. He also records himself on a tape cassette that oh she's instructed to play back. Now, you think, you think, oh, wow, that sounds really bad. He's going to give her instructions. Mom, I know what you're thinking. How could I possibly kill my next door neighbor? Well, here's how. And he tells her. It is so much worse than that because he's so smart. He is so brilliant. He can predict what she's going to say and what she's going to do. So he can, like, react to, like, she she gets out of the bus, and he says, okay, turn left here. And she turns right, and he says, your other left. He knows that she's that stupid. That and sucks. this happens throughout just... the entire second half of the movie. So I postulate to you, Henry never actually dies. He's constantly in this fucking movie. <laughs> I'm just imagining, like, the dancing pickle Rick telling her what to do. It's, like, it's you know, maddening. Alex, it's, it's easy to make that sort of joke, but... In reality, I felt so similar to the way that you reacted to Promising Young Woman. This is, that is exactly how I feel about this movie. <laughs> oh, man, the listeners have no context for that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, wow. Oh, yeah, that's right. I got to cut all that out. Promising Young Henry. Actually, one step ahead of you, I sent a text to all of you saying, Mommy. See, Please kill this guy. See, that's the thing is about the end of the movie. A promising young woman had a controversial ending that no one actually liked. This one also has <laughs> that makes it not controversial. It's just bad. <laughs> people described it as controversial. I wouldn't know. I haven't seen it. No blockers. You Many people are saying <laughs> anyway. Uh, here's the thing. I am not going to reveal the ending twist of this movie. But <laughs> is it also all a dream? <laughs> like future kick? No. I Yes. <laughs> I Exactly. I, like I, I am so kick. eager to assign this to the both of you. This movie right. fucking infuriates well, me. Uh, well, buddy, you might be in luck if you have some good luck on the wheel oh, later. Oh, Alright, mommy, put on the headset. You have to win or your head'll explode. <laughs> Man, this movie desperately needed some laser blade. 
Anyway, yeah, this is about the angriest I've got at a movie in I don't know how long. Uh, at one I, at one point, Sarah Silverman French kisses twelve year old Henry. So um, I, cool. I just, he's on his deathbed. While all this all I can I, I know you told me who the actor is that plays him in all, but the entire time that you're talking about this, all I could picture is Stewie Griffin. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do you one better. I imagine Max dying and then leaving instructions for Goofy to kill Pete and talk. <laughs> Take the shot, huh? Well, I can't kill Pete. He's my best friend. <laughs> no, Dad. Your other left. Now take the fucking shot. Right between the eyes, Dad. He's talking to the tape recorder. Okay, uh, now make sure to avoid PJ, the fat dog. <laughs> 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 okay, so uh, that's all I watched this week. It's all I had time for. I guess I watched uh, an episode of Dark Side of the Ring, the one on uh, Michael Pillman. Um, Brian. But after, uh, Brian, sorry, whatever. I, I meant uh, to watch that, and then I didn't. I have to admit, that one actually didn't do a whole lot for me. It had a very abrupt ending, I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Um, it, it did it have do be like Stone that sometimes. Austin. Yeah, it did have a Stone Cold Steve Austin uh, interview, though, so that was kind of nice. Um, I guess now is as good a time as any to talk about fantastic breasts and where the beasts and where to find them. I don't get it. Oh, I was doing a thing. That, okay, so it has Eddie Redmayne must be nice. as uh, the lead actor. He plays Newt Scamander. And the movie begins and it continues and it ends. So, uh, Parker, you what know you the ask? thing like when you're a kid and you're like, oh yeah. He's a Saiyan, but he gets stronger. Super Saiyan. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh, the school's called Hogwarts. That's funny. And then when you hear a term like that for the first time in your 30s, you're like, go fuck yourself. His name is not Newt Scamander. Go fuck yourself, movie. No, it's different. Like if I was 10, like, I wouldn't wizards, care. But they like, have funny wizard names, like Harry Potter. He just reached that threshold where hearing a name like that, like, oh, you mean the no badges? And you just cross your arms like, No. Get out. I'm not doing this. <laughs> it's spoken, spoken like somebody that's never read a Thomas Pynchon book. <laughs> or mean, a book. could have just said book. <laughs> what are we doing here? If no one's playing Quidditch and I haven't read it, fuck these. Yeah, I think these wizard names are kind of silly. You, you've never read Thomas Pynchon. <laughs> Motherfucker wrote a whole book about a guy named Pirate. I don't want to hear this. <laughs> I don't want to read it. <laughs> Jeez, okay, first of all, I stop stealing either. my bit. It's like, Trust oh, you me. guys didn't read this book no one's ever heard of. Hey, man, we all have that moment in our life that makes us quit reading. <laughs> and sometimes you just go back to platform nine and three quarters in the future, and you're like, huh, I guess books are dog shit now. Yeah, okay, let's talk about this movie. Oops. So, uh, let's. the Harry Potter books come out, they're a big hit. The Harry Potter movies come out, they're a big hit. And... Uh, J.K. Rowling decides to herself, you know what, I haven't got quite enough money. What if I make, you know, some more movies? That'll be good, and I'll just write screenplays for them, and I can get the guy who directed the worst movies to direct them. What could possibly so, go wrong? So, so fucking ugly. So there was actually this, uh, according to Parker, it's only like 100 pages long, like a, a joke reference book about these magical creatures. She's like, okay, I can turn that into a movie. They did the same thing with How to Train Your Dragon. That was a hit. How about I do that? And uh, there's Newt Scamander, and he's basically like uh, the wizarding world Steve Irwin. 
and he has a whole bunch of uh, animals in his suitcase. He comes to New York, and he accidentally lets them go because he's basically like the Mr. Bean of the Wizarding World as well. And uh, he has to go chase them down. But while he chases them down, there's also uh, a secret wizard who wants to kill all the non-magic users, and another secret wizard who feels kind of bad about being a wizard. Um, nothing else to say. And, and the most important character... The rules guy, but it's a girl now. Oh, <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> and also, she's a fat guy who likes pastries. Okay, actually, I want to talk about <laughs> my this best character. friend. This guy's name is uh, in the movie. He's Jacob Kowalski. He's played by an actor who's named Dan Fogler, and I think he's very easily the best part of both of these movies. He's like the only character I genuinely like. I think it's kind of like the Kano in Mortal Kombat thing. He's the only character who's just like. Hey, I live in a wizard. This is kind of wacky. This is interesting. I'm like, you know, I, I like the cut of this guy's jib. I, it's weird that the closest character we have in this Harry Potter movie is not a wizard at all. It's just some fat guy from Brooklyn. Someone who realizes, like, oh, I'm in a stupid-ass movie for babies. I should probably just have fun with this. Instead of everything looking like a fucking Gears of War game and everyone just being all brooding and sullen. As we go back to the Nightmare Orphanage half the movie. So, I don't know that we need to talk about the entire plot of this movie, because we're going to be doing that for the crimes of Grindelwald. Can't I? Uh, but one of the things that really stuck out to this movie is there's a really half-assed effort to talk about the romance between Queenie Goldstein and uh, <laughs> Jacob Kowalski. Your dad Queen just fucking woke up in cold sweat. <laughs> Queenie is... Well, I, I thought Steve I was better, son. <laughs> yeah, Queenie... <laughs> That's good. Queenie uh, is a magic user who can read people's minds, because she's a... whatever the term is. And uh, he's a non-magic user, so it's, oh, it's uh, romance is not supposed to work, but they seem to like each other. There's so little effort put into this romance, there really is no particular reason for them to like each other. What does he do that she likes so much? At one point, he punches a house elf in the mouth, and that's supposed to be like, ooh, baby. <laughs> I like the way you hit that slave, honey. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I, I guess that's, that's what does it for. And yet... At the end of the movie, where they, like, erase his memory, and he's just left standing in the rain, I felt so sad for him. I was just like, wow, I really, I really like him. And I think it's because of that actor, and the way that he, he's acting with his face a whole lot of the time, and he has great facial reactions, great timing. I, I just think he's the best actor in either movie. I think he's better than Jude Law. I think he's better than Johnny Depp. I think he's a hell of a lot better than Eddie Redmayne. Uh, so I, I'm really happy that he was in this. I'm not gonna. I'm not just gonna take this Colin Farrell slander lying down. Okay, we just need to skip to this. Yeah, <clears throat> a movie. Yeah, that yeah, we do. Okay. I had absolutely just nothing at stake for this. It's whatever. This is fine. When we get to the end of the movie, <laughs> and Colin Farrell morphs into Johnny Depp, like top five most betrayed I've ever felt by a movie in my lifetime. <laughs> Knowing that there were like four more of these on the horizon, be like, you fucking swindled me. You gave me Colin Farrell. Just kidding. It's Johnny Depp now. Forever. Goodbye. Movie's over. Here's the magic rain. Oh my god. Spit in my face. <laughs> oh yeah, that was Turf. one of my. That was one of the parts where I actually kind of laughed really hard. At. It was at the end of the movie. They've destroyed half of New York, and uh, just like the terrorists did. 
and they're just like, I think the, the, the rules is like, oh, there's no way we can fix all this. And Eddie Redmayne says, can't we? And then they use their magic to fix the buildings. <laughs> They, they literally, it's like, oh yeah, we remember, it's it's like in the last episode of Rocket Power, oh yeah, I forgot that we could fly. Like, you could just use your wand and do the magic, you could repair all the buildings and stuff like that. So it's this like, is really not that hard. <laughs> this is my second time watching it, I definitely liked it more than I did the first time, but like, my biggest issue is, you've got the other books, you've got the magical wizarding world of London, and here you've got New York. Hey, you guys go get some butter beers. I'm gonna go hang out at the office, or the orphanage, or maybe if I'm feeling saucy, we'll all get together and head down to the train station. My, oh, yeah. what a beautiful world we've created! Thanks again to bring on the director of the ugliest, grayest, darkest movies. That's that's the thing that really gets it's, me is there's a magic suit. I'm sorry, Alex. I'll let you go in a second. There's a no, magic no, no, suitcase I, that he can step into, like it's Felix's magic bag. And once he goes in there, there are all these beasts and everything, and like kind of really embarrassing amounts of CGI. You're just like, I get it. You know, you're trying to show off all these magical creatures, but does anyone actually care? You know, most of the Harry Potter fans that you're trying to appeal to this stuff would care a lot more if you said, you know, oh, one day there'll be a wizard named George Weasley and he'll have a twin brother, <laughs> you know? And you can say something like that as uh, opposed well, to like... <laughs> it's good those people have a movie for them now. Yeah, <laughs> We'll get there. <laughs> yeah, but like, uh, instead, you know, it's like, oh, here's the two-dicked crocodile. Like, fine. I don't really care about that one so much. Uh... I I gotta tell you, my personal takeaway of this movie is I consider it extraordinarily boring. It's still, by default, the best Harry Potter movie, just because there's nothing that makes me go, ugh, for uh, all of it. But I was just bored the entire time, and I came to the conclusion, this is not the sort of thing that I would enjoy. I would not want to watch its sequel. Then I remembered Parker's oh. my friend, and I have to watch it for the next one. Honk, honk. So... <laughs> I have two things to say now that you guys have had that whole conversation. Number one, <laughs> when I was watching this in the theater, I did not realize that was Johnny Depp immediately. Like You thought it was just Colin Farrell under a like, bunch of makeup? I have like a sort of face blindness thing, even with famous people, where like it takes me a minute to go like I need to see their mannerisms right. before I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Like like I knew it was not Colin Farrell. I did not realize it was another famous person at first. Which probably colored why I walked out of the movie theater. was like, yeah, I really like that. And my second point is, I like this movie for the exact same reason that I like Solo. Like, they're the exact same thing to me. They're the exact movie I want to see in this stupid, cool world with stuff going on. Where there is nary a Potter or Skywalker to be found. That's a good point. That's actually really good point. Yeah. Then, the, then the next movie happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I definitely yeah, liked it more this time around. Like, I haven't seen this since I saw it in theaters. But, like, I walked out of that in theaters and went, that is a four-star movie to me. Like, I really, really, really enjoyed it. Because, like... Okay, like, not to... I'm not trying to talk too much about the second one. Okay. Like, right now. Yeah. But, um... um when we get, like, the opening scene of the second one, where they're, like, you get, like, the 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 aerial shot coming down of, like, all those, like, whatever fucking offices they are or whatever in that big circle, and there's, like, magic shit flying in the middle. It's like, 
Ah, fuck, I'm gonna like this, aren't I? Like, that shit works for me, because it's just, like, like, everything Parker said about, hey, you know, you got this cool, like, a Hogwarts world and the shit, and then you're just in New York. For me, it's the opposite. It's like, hey, you're in drab-ass fucking Britain, and now instead you're in a real city. Like, I'm <laughs> so happy to, to not be in fucking rainy-ass, stupid fucking England. So, I don't know. It, it really... The first one really works for me. The sound design is impeccable. Like, all the CGI doesn't bother me because it's magic creatures. Of course they're going to be CGI. It turns out I really only hate CGI when it's, like, of a real thing. I don't know. I liked it. I just want it on record that Niffler is my best friend. He's cool. He's smart. He gets a lot of gold coins. He gets into mischief, and I love him, and I would die for him. Jesus. Okay. He's a cute little I am, <laughs> I am also a big fan of Chekhov's meme monster. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. It's weird how they like set up all these beasts that are fantastic in nature, and they paid off at the end of the movie. Now, I will admit that this movie is far better than its sequel, precisely because it doesn't take place in England. I was like, oh, thank goodness they brought it to a civilized country. But, uh, yeah, I can, I, I'm comfortable being in the minority here. I... I thought it was boring. I wouldn't go so far as to say it's awful. There are some things that does particularly well. I already talked about uh, Dan Fogler and the romance, but I thought the casting was pretty good. Um, I do not like Eddie Redmayne as Newt's commander, but maybe that's a personal thing. It's it's very much that Mystery of Science Theory 2000 where I'm like, oh, this cannot be our protagonist. Uh, He just hits too close to home for me. (laughs) I'm really struggling to name something that I think he was good in. So. I don't know what else he was in, so... <laughs> uh, I I know what he's in, but I sure shit haven't seen him, because they all look like books. Yeah, was... He was better than I expected in Les Mis. I mean... That's the nicest thing I've ever seen. Oh, he was in Les Mis. Okay. Well, uh, okay. I, I, I... Yeah, he had, like, the most vocally important part in Les Mis, and, like, didn't fuck what, it up. What was he? So. Was he Marius? He was Marius. That's, yeah. that's what I expected. Um, anyway, yeah, I, I don't like him very much in this one, but I guess the girls go crazy for him. It's positively Dr. Whovian, his performance in this. Um, I, I don't know, it just doesn't do a whole lot for me. But I was, I was, I really like the, the Dan Fogler part. So if a movie has at least something for me to latch on to, then I think that's the most important thing. Now, Parker, there's a different film Wonderland that you experienced this week. Oh, buddy. So here's the thing about Disney Plus, is that you can just make so many mistakes. Like, uh, we, you know, we go into the backlog, it's like, oh man, I thought I owned Alice in Wonderland, the original, but it turns out I didn't, so we just popped it on there. It's like, oh, that was nice. And then in the back of my head, I was like, you know, I've never seen that 2010 one. And then she looked at me and made a face that said, hey, you shouldn't hit play. <laughs> <laughs> and then I looked at her and I was like, hey, weird that I have here. the controller and you don't. <laughs> and then I hit play. This is the ugliest fucking movie I've ever seen in my life. It is <laughs> astounding how unpleasant it is visually. Parker, would bottom. you like to talk about Tweedledee and Tweedledum? I see them in my sleep. <laughs> everyone is horrifying. Why does Crispin Glover's body move like that? What is any of the... Why is her head so fucking big? Why does... Why do the, why do the cards look like that? What are we doing? Man, don't you like how the March Hare looks? Doesn't he look interesting? Doesn't he look coked oh. out of his mind? Hey, I love the entire premise of the movie is... 
Well, like, at first it's kind of cool that like she's been there before but doesn't remember. But the entire movie turns in to be like, oh, I'm just dreaming so none of this matters. Sick. Love my protagonist to walk into a scene going, oh, this is fucking stupid. And then just leaving onto the next scene. And that's the entire movie until the biggest, dumbest fucking battle happens. Spoilers, I fell asleep when the Jabberwocky showed up. Oh, tell me Can't you did. Can't tell you how the movie ends. <laughs> oh, tell me you did not sleep through Johnny Depp's dance. No. Managed to get woken up just in time because she had seen it before and she was not going to let me go unpunished. Oh, thank God for her. Dude, put a ring on it. She it, owns. It ruined my night. <laughs> I couldn't fall back asleep for like an hour. I have not stopped thinking about that dance. I... Oh. Now, Parker, it is uh, one important of the most to things. it's not Alice in Wonderland, it's actually Alice in Underland. Oh. Mm. Do you like movies? It's not a good... No. <laughs> it's not a good sign when uh, they do all the things you remember from the original. And you're like, huh, well, I've only been in Wonderland <laughs> for 15 minutes. There's another hour and a half left of this movie. <laughs> what could possibly happen? And it turns out it all sucks. And uh, Mad Hatter's just front and center doing... Whatever that Irish brogue accent Johnny Depp decided for that character. <laughs> Funny, it says here in my notes, the British Joker. <laughs> That's pretty good. I thought that was Nigel Farage. Anyway, uh, <laughs> now nah, Parker, you, you think son? You know his politics aren't actually they're very right. right. Okay. Uh, see, here's the thing, Parker. You think that's bad? You should see the sequel. I assume I'm opening myself up for trouble. It was just fun learning that this, like, which, again, I cannot overstate. Like, I use a lot of hyperbole because I'm bad with words. This is one of the ugliest movies I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Tweedledee, and then knowing that this movie happened, they're like, oh, sick. Hey, guy in charge of the visual effects, do you want to direct Maleficent? <laughs> this is a real full circle journey that I've taken myself on. Man, uh, did you like how it ended up being like one of those riot no. girl power? Okay. Oh, I'm sorry I didn't let you finish. Yeah, was it one of those riot girl power movies? <sighs> when? She just fucking stood there the whole time going, well, Oh wow, this is so weird. I hope I wake up. Oh, do you mean the very end when she went, actually... I won't marry him. And he's like, oh my god, that's so fucking cool. Do you want to go on my boat with me? And then the movie ended. Yeah, it's like, oh, you know, women can accomplish anything if they believe in their dreams about a smoking caterpillar. I don't think I want to marry you. This is my fight song. Take back my life song. <laughs> it's a motorhead cover. fucking caterpillar. That caterpillar was... I, think... I mean, the whole fucking thing is just hideous. Isn't that the I movie can't... that killed Alan Rickman? God, if we could switch places. <laughs> Just the second she gets into Wonderland, you're like, "Oh fuck! Why does it look like this? Why is it so brown? It's browner and grayer than either Fantastic Beast. It's so ugly, man. It's so fucking hideous." Yeah. Well, you watched the 1951 Disney animated version, right? Yeah, the one with, like, the beautiful colors and songs and charming characters. Yeah, you know, that's one of the most underrated animated movies ever because it just, it goes to show, like, what animation is all about. It's about doing the impossible. And then you got this movie where Johnny Depp dances. 
like a tight like 61 minutes she just walking to the scene going oh what's going on here and then a bunch of crazy shit happens and someone sings a song and then she goes to another place that happens like yeah. four times and then she wakes up and goes oh that was weird and then the fucking credits roll perfect yeah. 10 stars would have loved that here well here's here's I don't know gotta this... watch Johnny Depp make some fucking hats for the queen with her regular size head yeah well in the next one Borat plays the time master go and... fuck yourself no he doesn't <laughs> shut up Shut up. I had actually totally forgotten that there was a second one. I was like, ah, people also like it. And I saw it, and I, I shut it off before she noticed it, because I don't know think she knows there's a sequel. And she's... Not in this house. I I bet she probably does know. I bet she doesn't want to see it. I'm she glad to see this one either. for that fucking shit. Yeah, she didn't want to see this either, but guess what? I'm tired of watching 90 Day Fiance, so <laughs> get these hands. That's, that is very yeah. Get these hands. Uh, you watch anything else this week? It's understandable. So, the thing about the Humanity Bureau... (laughs) (laughs) It's good. One of the biggest genuine laughs I had all fucking week is the scene where Nick Cage is interrogating that old guy. The old old guy's like, you can't treat me like this. I I dined at the White House for Christ's sake. And it just cuts to this black and white picture of him photoshopped next to Donald Trump at a dinner table. <laughs> it's so goddamn funny. Yo, that rules. So now you know why it was on the wheel. Perfect. <laughs> it's, it looks like the picture from the end of The Shining. It's so <laughs> fucked up looking, dude. Oh my god, and the whole movie just leading to the twist that they're going to a giant crematorium is incredibly good. And then the yeah. cage gets shot in the face and the movie ends. <laughs> <laughs> when the fucking wife slash mom slash whatever character oh, just basically looks at the camera and goes wow, you're right it's easier to control people with fear than to build a wall I could have just shut it off right there like absolutely you sure could have man <laughs> I wish I did you know we're getting so much great content out of the Trump era some great resistance movies <laughs> <laughs> I just like like every time somebody talks about you know Oh wow, you know, during Vietnam and when Nixon was president and stuff, we made all this incredible art, all this incredible music, all these movies. And I just want to show them that. <laughs> like <laughs> This is our generation's answer. It sucks so fucking. It's so This boring. is our apocalypse now. <laughs> <laughs> like it does the worst thing you can do with a Nick Cage movie, which is be ungodly boring. It's just outside of that scene. By the way, that scene with the old man happens like the first 10 minutes. Correct. So I was, <laughs> I was scrambling for anything, and yeah, you know, look, I knew the wheel wasn't going to be kind to me, which is why I put on vibes. Hey, Alex, <laughs> have you seen vibes? Of course not. Oh, I have a surprise for you. But first, uh, let me preface this: we make fun of Roger Ebert a lot for not being alive. Scoreboard, but his one-star review is really sums it up. Movies like Vibes appear and disappear, like fireflies in the dog days of summer. Nobody seems to have made them, nobody sees them, nobody remembers them. (laughs) That is the most succinct, hurtful, and also true thing I've ever heard. I watched this two days ago, couldn't tell you who directed it, had to go to Wikipedia right before we started and copy-paste a bunch of plot points because I forgot almost all of it. I would I would have forgotten the stars if the stars weren't Cindy Lauper and Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> thanks to the wheel. See, the plot of this movie is an eccentric psychic 
Andrew Goodfriend and Jeff Goldblum. And they're both just a couple of oddballs, you know, but they have psychic powers. And they go on a trip into the Ecuadorian Andes to find the source of psychic energy. Hey, asshole, do you want to know what the source of all psychic energy is? I'm scared. It's a fucking pyramid. (laughs) (laughs) I have never in my life been so angry. (laughs) Did you choose this movie or did it choose you? It chose me, as I recall. Somehow the pyramid always finds a way back home. I I don't even have any other jokes on that, because it's truly... It took me like four tries to get through, just because it'd be on, and I realized, like, oh, I didn't hear a word of dialogue for like 15 minutes. My <laughs> brain just went... The entire time, I'd run it back, and then I'd have to run it back again. It is just such a white noise nothing of a movie. Thank you, Wheel. Thank you for all of your service. Uh, um, I'm getting a message from the wheel. It no. says, uh, you're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> like Good to hear from you, dude. Sorry to get back to you Chris, so do you late. like my new effects pedal? <laughs> it doesn't quite work that way, but I'll take your word on it. <laughs> uh, the last thing I'll say very quickly, Chris, you're a big fan of baby movies. Uh, the Mitchells vs. Machines on Netflix is very good. You will like it. Okay, I'll try to keep it. It's that from the that. team that did the Spider-Verse. Oh. Lord and Miller produced it. Oh, it's really good. If Lord yeah, and Miller's yeah, involved, it's I'll do it, yeah. It's real good. You'll both like it. <laughs> Alright, let's get to the crimes. <laughs> <laughs> One of the worst titles in movie history, right? Yeah, it's the crimes Just, of Grindelwald. And, unpleasant mouthfeel every time I say it. That's actually a really good point. It's also one of those things where I assume it's targeted to children. They're like, Daddy, Daddy, I want to see The Crimes of Grindelwald. Can you imagine if I had asked my dad if we could see that in theaters? The look he would have given us? He would have hit you. (laughs) He would have looked over the top of that newspaper with such disgust. (laughs) He wouldn't have even said a word. So, Grindelwald, who I... I guess it's just one name, like Madonna. Uh, is he's... is it Grindelwald or Grindelwald? The answer. I don't. Sure, dude. Yeah, I don't care. Depends uh, who's saying it. I guess. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Depends on whether he's hanging out at the fucking eagle's nest or not. <laughs> so he's imprisoned, uh, cool. kind of like Lex Luthor in the Justice League movie. Ring, ding, 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 ding. And uh, shut up. He... Sorry. How dare you? And he's uh, he's just locked up in there, and they. I think they said what they removed his tongue or something like that, but they did it through magic, so you know won't be too gory for the kitties. And there's some. <laughs> Let me stop you right there, because this is the first point at which she became apoplectic because there's just a silencing spell that they didn't use. <laughs> hey, wait a second! <laughs> wait a second! There's, just so many, a second. there's so many moments that are like, look, I know this is like a dumb movie for kids, but like. You know you can teleport, right, guys? That was, yeah, that was they another. They literally use the silencing spell later in the movie. I know, on like they use it on like a teenage girl. At one point, like, can you imagine if Griddle was just like, and you should join my You know, they could just like do that to him. And they don't do that. Instead, they're just like, okay, we're gonna like uh, put... Do they put like chains and shackles on him? Like, you know... A regular human prisoner. <laughs> they fucking put a muzzle in this stupid little dragon. And, and they put him, <laughs> and they put him in this like flying, uh, 
carriage, like horse and buggy sort of thing. <laughs> put him on a haunted mansion-ass horse and buggy to fly to a different wizard prison. Now, I don't... Alright, look, say what you want, but that was... No, dope. you know, here's <laughs> the thing. It's not it dope, because, like, again, you just teleport. Oh, it too. And <laughs> the, the thing it reminds me most of is the only cool part of Harry Potter, the books, uh, the first one at least, is that Hagrid flies a riding motorcycle. And then it's later revealed that, oh, he his like, wand is broken and he's stupid and he like he doesn't know how to do real magic. So that's how he flies. I'm like, but these, this is the... Wait, m- so you're mad there's not a flying Model T in this movie that takes place in the No, 20s? I'm mad, like, at, I'm on, mad that they have this thing in the movie because it, it emphasizes these are Ministry of Magic people. They, these are Aurors. They should just be able to apparate him into Azkaban or something like that. Then they're like, no, no, no. We need to take him on this like haunted horse and buggy up in the sky and uh yeah because it looks cool it doesn't though it doesn't look cool it looks fucking shit on the haunted hayride grindelwald you thought this looked cool oh my god okay i did not goddamn right i did not think that this looked cool i'm glad you had fun with this movie uh so there is uh an evil guy who is you know Tresp, what is he? He's hitchhiking. He's sketching on the end of the horse and buggy, and uh, he's air sketching. So I guess, yeah, I guess that's cool. And uh, Weezen Grindelwald and some other guy. Uh, does this guy have a name? I actually never notes. learned this guy's name. I, I'm sure he does. I do not know or care. Yeah, what well, it is. whatever he is, he's over there and he's like hooked onto the wheel or something. And Grindelwald does the uh, switch body spell, which he could just do silently. So okay. And uh, he overtakes the uh, flying horse and buggy over 1920s London and throws out all the bad guys and his little pet Antonio. And <laughs> he just yeets his fucking pet. <laughs> I watched this opening scene and I'm like, oh fuck, is this movie good? <laughs> one of us liked it. You need to know he's a bad guy. Because he killed his lizard for no reason. Yeah, ugh, he's one of the That's how you know he's about. the bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he escapes and just like, oh no, the bad guy is on the loose again. What will we ever do? Uh, let, well, I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll go to our intrepid hero, Eddie Redmayne, as Newt Let's go Scamander. recruit the guy who hunts wild magic elephants to stop the wizard Hitler. Yeah, great. He he stops by in his home of jolly old London, and the first thing I do is I'm like, oh, the whole movie's gonna take place here, and it's nothing but British people going, oh, me Nancy sticking out of me bum, and I'm like, oh, fantastic. I don't need subtitles for this shit, dude. Do you enjoy how it's a movie about like, oh my god, the most dangerous wizard ever has just broken free? It's like, sorry, love, you can't travel cross straight lines. You can't. (laughs) Great. I hope he gets over his travel ban. In a world where you can, again, just go, oh, cool, a shoe, boop, and you're just gone. Yeah, well, that's the thing. He meets what up we with doing? his brother, Theseus Commander. <laughs> <laughs> Newt and Theseus. <laughs> can you, they had real high hopes for one of them. I don't, I don't know which one it's worse to be. Can you, like, you're like, oh, it must be worse to be Newt, because your older brother's named Theseus. Imagine if your name is Theseus, and everyone's like, oh, hey, do you want to bring your brother Newt with you? Like, you can't go anywhere, you know? It's like, hey, his brother's name is Newt. Yeah, it rhymes with poot. <laughs> so, uh, 
Yeah, he's know, uh, he's in there. And I want to talk about the the cinematography in this movie. Why the fuck are there so many close-ups? Like everyone's face is so close to the camera, they're leaving nose prints on the lens. Because here's the problem: uh, books are not movies. So when your screenwriter only writes books for children, it's like, all right, how do we get this information across? All right, shot, reverse shot. They'll just stand in this room and tell each other about it. Uh, yeah. Great. Next scene. <laughs> that is, that that's a good point because in my notes right here it says Aaron Sorkin for retards. That's <laughs> <laughs> not where I thought that yeah. was going. <laughs> well, there over. No, but 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 no. You bring up a really good point because like I also noted like this can't be the same director because things aren't delivered this way in the first movie. Is it the like, same director? How is it the same guy? It, sure I know is. it's the same oh, guy, but, like, how the fuck is it the same guy? <laughs> like, one of those two is a coherent movie that some of you didn't care for. The other one is this. I, uh, I can, well, I can tell you this much. It certainly doesn't play well, but, Parker, I, you saw this in theaters, right? Incorrect. Oh, never, oh, I saw, saw the first one in theaters. Yeah. I got the, no, it wasn't happening. Yeah, that's probably a good thing. Uh... I, I was going to say, I could only imagine watching this in theaters and just seeing that face as big as a house, just looking at you like, Oh, your thesis, you are. Let's go talk to these other wizards who want me to fight Grindelwald. I have no idea. And, uh... Oh, you know, the animal is very sick. Alright, you can't have your passport, are you? Great. Thrilling. And Yeah, and Newt's commander... Says, oh, I don't want to take sides, you know, open debate, marketplace of ideas, all that. And uh, he walks out mm -hmm. on them. Uh, I don't quite understand why they're doing this. And then they show him, like, a picture in the middle of their table with, like, water and stuff. It's magic. And they're just like, that guy from the first movie survived, Ezra Miller. Parker, what was his character's name? Volko. Credence. <laughs> you don't have to play so much of it, Chris. Why do you help him with his boots? You deserve this. <laughs> we had to kill time before you woke up. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, fair. Okay. So <laughs> I take it back. Careful when you say his name. I can't control it. Uh, there's a. There's a. You know, they're talking about it, and Theseus and Newscomer are like, oh, let's work together, but they don't want to work together. Oh, who cares? Anyway, dump. We're not calling him Theseus for the rest of this podcast. I, I am. Make up no, and call I'm going to call him Theseus. I'm not He's saying the hero. It. I'm not saying Theseus. Where's my, where's my Greek song that I play when we say Theseus? So, uh, there's another character in this movie. His name is Dumbledore. He is played by Jude Law. He is in this movie. Nothing? Okay. So the for next reasons. scene... Uh, actually... He's there for some reason. Actually, I will say... Hey, it's me, Dumbledore, from the books! That's, that's the thing. I, oh my god, we're at Hogwarts, they played the song! Okay, so here's the thing. I, I don't know about you guys, but I downloaded, due to very poor decision-making on my part, the extended cut. But I will... That's not now, right. here's the thing. Uh, the extended cut does something that I really like for these types of movies. When you get to one of the deleted scenes, it plays seamlessly, but it'll say in the lower left-hand corner, this is a deleted scene. I'm like, hey, that's actually really oh, that's helpful. Neat. I like yeah, that. that's actually kind of great. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, it, I kind of feel like it, it should say, 
And now back to the theatrical version, because I don't know how long the uh, the deleted scene is, because I, I only saw this once. And I think the first deleted scene is uh, Dumbledore doing that thing where he holds up his wand and all the, the lights from the light post go into his wand. And uh, I can just imagine being in the theater, people will say, Remember the Sorcerer's Stone? You know, he does the same fucking thing. Uh, and, and then he talks to him and he's just like, Oh, the only way to stop... Credence is no, you can't do your own. I can, and uh, is to save him, not kill him. Now, here's the thing I disagree. I actually think you got a lot of options. I actually think you could just kill the guy and uh, you'll be okay. Yeah, you've got to kill that kid, dude. Yeah, that kid is trouble. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh man, shout out to the end of the Fantastic Beast where he's like, oh no, he's just scared and misunderstood. And then all of the wizard cops show up and murder that child in cold blood. <laughs> like 20 of them just aim and shoot at the same time. And he's just like, Good no, you movie. don't understand. He's hurt. And you know, when you're hurt, you can lash out. That's actually how you make it obscure. And one guy's like, he's got a walk. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> they light that kid up, dude. That, all right, Alex is right. The movie's pretty good. <laughs> they, the movie ends with the cops just showing up and be like, oh, Jesus. Christ, just murdering him dead to rights. He's, he's lying on the ground, like, crawling towards him, be like, oh, I just want to know who my mother really is, and just hear one wizard in the background, he's going right for us! Pow, pow, pow! Fucking <laughs> <laughs> like Ned and Jimbo. Yeah, yes. That's exactly what I'm going for. <laughs> so, Good movie. Alex is right. Yeah, yeah. I take it back. It only takes two. So, uh, I can't believe you stole one of my uh, twos. So, uh, that would get more stupid slow motion special effects. I know what you're thinking. Oh, Chris, you love them so much in Zack Snyder's Justice League. But they're different here because the slow motion special effects in the Snyder Cut serve to sort of move the story forward. In this movie, they're just like, oh, remember that stupid fucking like hummingbird from the first movie? Well, here it's here. Remember? It's it flies and it's blue. That's different, right? That's that's my problem with the special effects in these movies. I don't care about the beasts and the lack thereof in this movie. All of this Zack Snyder defending is going to make me quit this podcast. I can't take it. My brain's going to explode. <laughs> if I have to hear that Zack Snyder's good one more fucking Only time. Matter, brother. Two. Aren't you excited for Army of the Dead, baby brother? I mean, yes, but for different reasons. Well. Same. <laughs> Well, uh, well, I do have good news. Is uh, Newt Scamander? I should have a song for that. Uh, no, is walking. What, what is he doing? He's wasting time, and he goes somewhere stupid, and something dumb happens. Oh yeah, he comes across Queenie Goldstein. Glad I feel like <laughs> glad I don't have a I song to, for her. <laughs> I wrote it down because I was like, if I get this name wrong, he's going to have to cut it immediately. <laughs> Queenie Goldstein. Flash. <laughs> I no, I thought you were gonna do like one of the songs from Fiddler on the Roof. <laughs> I think some other created songs about them. Yeah, <laughs> you can mix one in. We'll get to that. Let's get singer. some Neil Diamond from the Jazz Singer for that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah we'll go with one of those. Uh, so she's here and she's got my favorite character, Jacob Kowalski, and he's ready to eat because he's a fat guy. 
And I'm hey, remember remember at the end of the first movie when he lost his memory? Yeah. Neither does he. Well, that's the thing. It's like uh, Newt Scamander's like, hey, I thought in the first movie you lost your memory. What's what goes on here? And he's like, oh, well, turns out that potion only erases the bad memories. And I mostly had good memories. And she filled me in on the bad memories. And I'm like, what the fuck? Did you hear the Bill Burr voice? It only erases the bad ones. Can I just can I just give some advice to all the fledgling directors that might be listening to this podcast now or someday in the yeah, future? If you're gonna retcon something, don't acknowledge exactly, it. Exactly. Yeah. Just 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 make your movie and pretend we it's didn't like, see the. Literally, first one. be like, it's "Oh, fine. I thought you forgot it." Ah, uh, yeah, magic. Yeah, just like literally, magic exists. You'd be like, "Ah, oh, we found a spell. It's fine." Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, it only forgets the bad ones, and I am not the good ones. I'm here. See, that's the thing is, there is a Great. moment towards the end of the first movie where Queenie Goldstein walks into <laughs> his bakery, probably tries to get a discount, and you you assume Jesus. that <laughs> you assume that she <laughs> fills. <laughs> oh, let's try that again. You, pump a nickel. I call it pump a penny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you assume that she like fills him in on his memories, and she goes against the law. You know, you you don't need to like say it. You like assume that she's going to go against the law and be like, "Hey, I'm going to help because I really like him. I fell in love with him for reasons that escape me." Uh, but he's in there, and I'm like, "Oh, good, he's back." And they retcon the shit out of him. The more I watch that scene, I'm like, "Oh God, Jacob, what did they do to you?" He's just kind of chuckling, but like a buffoon, and I'm like. Like, what the fuck is this? And Newt Scamander says, hey, uh, uh, I, I beg your pardon, sir. I, I, I believe you've been enchanted. And he's just like, hey, oh, what? Ah, I, I've been enchanted. And I'm like, oh, God, why the fuck? Is it? How much longer? Two hours. Fuck. And It's weird. It says right here in my notes, Kevin James. <laughs> yeah. So he removes the enchantment spell, and uh, immediately he starts fighting with Queenie, so that's good. Just remove the only good thing that I liked about the first movie. <laughs> also, just stating now, uh, he doesn't need to be in this movie, even a little bit. So they retconned the last movie and then brought him back for no reason. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So that's a good point, actually. You don't need to bring him back. I think they were probably pressured to because people are probably like, people are probably writing reviews like, well, I like Dan Fogler. What, are you, what is he going to do against too many Wizard Hitler? He makes donuts. <laughs> oh, the other pictures. It's fine. Good anyway, way. so. Uh, Give me that movie instead. So, <laughs> so here's the thing. Parker, I want to know what comes to your mind when I say the words Wizard Circus? <laughs> the first word is why <laughs> why would this exist in a world of magic and be like oh man but the lady turns into a snake it's like those things exist in the wizarding world. see that's the thing is like that's not really a wizard circus that's more like a wizard carnival and a wizard freak show yeah what's the difference I don't know. I never went to any, but uh, yeah, they uh, they have those things. I I only assume. <laughs> I... Okay, we should cut. Well, you you say what you want about this scene, but uh, that was some incredible acting by Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> oh, God, <laughs> fucking damn it. <laughs>
That was good. That was really good. I was. I, I just want to bring up that this is one of the more controversial parts of the movie. This is the character of Nagini who uh, turns into a snake. People got really, really mad because they cast an Asian woman in a movie, and they said that's racist. I'm a big fan of the Fantastic Beast being like, oh yeah, we're uh, getting more diverse, but not in the good way like you want. <laughs> like, I cannot imagine this being your hill to die on in the fucking movie franchise that has a bank run by goblins. Yeah, I, look, I certainly don't understand Like, pick your battles, guys. I want to say that it's the dumbest controversy in the Harry Potter history, but it doesn't even make the top ten, so. Uh, Is that even a thing? That was a big thing, dude. That was a really big thing. No, 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 not that. I mean, like, it's like, calling them snakes a racist thing? I've never heard Some, that in my entire someone life. Someone was trying to do, like, because she's from Indonesia, that makes her Asian, and he casts an Asian woman as an Asian character. Wait, is that it? It's either that, I think, which, that is plausible, by the way. The other one is that, like, oh, she's a snake, and that's, like, part of Eastern culture, so it's cultural appropriation, and she's a... Dr- like, this is still better than fucking Cho Chang, dude. This is progress. <laughs> is Cho Chang even Also, calling them snakes is racist. I need to update my but, lexicon. But also, quick. that's the thing, is, like, people are like, oh, snakes are from Eastern culture. I'm like, snakes are part of Western culture, too. Like, you ever been in the woods? We got them. Yeah, we have snakes out here, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> They exist. It's Chris fine. knows a lot about snakes. Well, I will <laughs> as soon as I get that YouTube playlist. <laughs> I've had difficult weeks. I understand you. Please, please, I beg of you, take your time. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite part of this assignment because Parker has to curate them first. Yeah, so he's going to watch all of them to inspect them. Sure I'm going to get halfway yeah. through it and just get mad and just well, the picks are going to get real spiteful halfway. Yeah, he's through. just going to give me a movie no, I've already seen. <laughs> Big structural Nagini. Well, the other Continue. thing, the other thing about Nagini is that she. Some people are calling her like a dragon lady, but I'm like, oh no, actually she's a snake. If you watch the movie, it like it shows her she's a snake and not a dragon because you know they're different things. Dragons breathe fire instead of standing silently throughout the entire yeah, movie. Yeah, exactly. Like, like that doesn't even hold what up. Is, like, what is racist about her? If you want to tell us who's racist, please email Parker and not me. So, uh, we, don't just on this podcast, <laughs> on this podcast, we are experts on racism. Yes. Speaking of, <laughs> and therefore we are more qualified than any. Speaking of, uh, racist, uh, in this movie, there is a lackey for wizard Hitler, who I don't want to call wizard Hitler because this lackey has the Hitler haircut. And at one point the scene is shot so dark that his nose forms a shadow on his upper lip that forms the Charlie Chaplin mustache. I'm like, Wonder what they call that guy. <laughs> Dude, I dead ass thought like an hour forty this movie's gonna be like, alright, and Adolf, this is your Yeah, I, I was like, what's going on with that guy? You know? And here's a weird thing, not to spoil the movie for all you fans out there who haven't seen it yet. But he gets incinerated at the end of the movie by his boss. I guess the boss is just like, You Lord seem like the kind of guy who would usurp me and also open up concentration camps. <laughs> I need to send a message. Hey, Wizard Adolf, get over here. <laughs> well, I'm bad, but this guy's just evil. <laughs> <laughs> so, here's the thing. Uh, there's another deleted scene, and this one, I could tell. There's a deleted scene where uh, Ezra Miller's character fucks Nagini, uh, which I guess was Hell too yeah, spicy King. for the um, theatrical cut. I guess I'm exaggerating a little King. bit, but they wake up to, I guess he frees her because he gets mad at the 
wizard carnival and they wake up in <laughs> they wake up in an abandoned British attic which that's got to be cold no wonder they got close together that night know what I'm talking about I don't and uh well i mean she's cold-blooded so yes that's That's racist canceled okay so they wake up and they're arm in arm i'm just like hey whoa pg-13 you know it's a lot anyway then she's (laughs) you're just saying that all asians are (laughs) cold-blooded that's really funny to me yeah you know them right (laughs) i didn't say it he did so here's the thing uh they're standing out on the roof like they're fucking uh, daredevil looking down at well i guess <laughs> listening down at the city and Thank you. <laughs> they're just brooding the entire time and if i recall correctly because I, I read all the books nagini is a uh, voldemort snake and voldemort was a bad guy so by extension you could argue that Nagini's a bad guy too parker am i on the right track here absolutely well in this movie uh quite the opposite she seems to be a good guy she's just kind of looking down and he's like i want to find out who i am and she's just like okay and uh so that scene kind of uh, weird because uh, we now know that when (laughs) that despite being a 22 foot basilisk in the chamber of secrets in this movie when she was growing up nagini thought she was just a regular sized snake damn it You were psyching yourself up for yeah, that. He was, he was charging his key and everything. So uh, it's fun watching this movie, knowing that a child just cuts her head off in the seventh book. <laughs> this poor innocent carnival girl just gets murdered by a fucking Hogwarts student. With a you guys know the sword. name though, right? You've seen this character before. Yeah, that's another mm. one. That's uh, like, yeah. oh, remember in the book. Uh, did he say Lestrange? Ah! Yeah, we'll get, <laughs> oh, let's get to that. Yeah, we will get to that. <laughs> let's get to that now, because because I I have I have something that I focus group with other people that aren't on this oh, podcast. Good. Hey. Because I knew if I said it, I just said it out here in the open. You guys would make fun of me, and I needed other people to have my back, and they did, and I was very All happy. Right. Why does every woman wearing eyeshadow look like Natalie Portman? <laughs> Are you saying Zoe Kravitz looked like Natalie Portman? <laughs> In the first scene she's in this movie, yes, absolutely. I, I if you have eyeshadow on a mold, you look like Natalie. I, I, I guess I can I can kind of see it. Um, sort of. Uh, Having people agree with me on this made me feel so fucking vindicated I'll, I'll because like it. I did a triple take. <laughs> I was like, I know that's not her, but also what the fuck? I, mean, I guess there's a little bit of similarity. Um, I'm not going to push back too hard on it. Um, uh, there's there's a lot more to say about the Lestranges, so everyone remembers in the book that uh, Bellatrix Lestrange was uh, one of the bad guys. She's really bad. She's played by Helena Bonham Carter in the movies. Oh, boy. She, is, she is just Helena Bonham Carter and it yeah, up. Yeah, she is. Whole she's movies, turning dude. that down to 11, and she's just actually kind of annoying more than anything else. And uh, she's... Going on, she's murderous and she's crazy and she's she's the Harley Quinn of the Wizarding World. <laughs> you know if God she were, help anyone for this queen. You know they could. <laughs> you know they really could have got Lori Petty to play her too. You know, Shut do up. the tank girl performance this has gone for too you. Far. It's gone too far. Anyway, she dies and uh, but everyone's like, oh, Lestrange. I was like, that's bad. Also. 
Boy, really subtle with that name. <laughs> I wonder what the French people call her. <laughs> I said, I wonder what the French people call her. I'm not letting that. Nah, 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 nah. Okay. You've Do my Alex too much They tonight. call her the strange. Okay, good. So, uh, yeah, she's in here. cold blooded. <laughs> I hope the wheel remembers that later. Anyway, so she is played by. A, I guess no. This is technically her. I looked it up actually. Not her mother. Her mother-in-law, Zoe Kravitz. Um, and I looked at it like because I, I told Parker it's just like you know I'm glad that Zoe Kravitz is still getting work. I don't know how she birthed possibly the whitest woman I've ever seen in my life. So like, how are they going to do that one in this movie? Well, it turns out that's she's actually married to some other guy, who uh, whose name begins with an R, and I will not look up, and. They married and they had uh, a really fucked up daughter named Bellatrix. Sounds like a British stripper. So, uh, you know what J.K. Rowling loves? Family trees. God, she does. Oh. She just loves talking about lineages. We will get to family and trees. this, this, oh, pure bloodlines. Oh, Skip, you know she loves a pure bloodline. Weird how she brings those up all the time, you know? Yeah. <laughs> So a lot, yeah. There's so much about the serious black family in those books that got cut out, dude. Yeah. My God, with the bloodlines in the actual trees, Ugh. just that's what I'm here yeah, for. That's interesting. So anyway, uh, tell me more about Regulus and Romulus or whatever the butt fuck their names are. Weren't those the, the two names of the guards in the Yu-Gi-Oh pyramid? <laughs> Don't say their real names. So <laughs> biggest and Regulus. <laughs> <laughs> I was thought I had a Regulus. <laughs> I, I like Biggest and Regulus. <laughs> to everyone who's listening to this podcast right now, why? For real, dude, what are we even doing? I, I should have been asleep four hours you ago. Sh- I'm just like thinking about making a Final Fantasy XIV account named Biggest Regulus. <laughs> <laughs> This is so much better than Biggest Dickus. Eat your heart out, Monty Python. So, biggest Rick. <laughs> so, anyway. Um, yeah. Uh, can we talk very briefly about Ezra Miller's haircut in this movie? Because it's not as bad as the fucking bowl cut, but it still looks like shit. What did he say to the, uh, to the person in charge of hairstyling in this movie? Dude, like, does he just have a weird shaped head? Like, yes, how the fuck also. did they make the Flash costume look like a normal person head? Is that all CGI or what? Like, what are we doing I, here? It's a costume. This movie actually won an Academy Award for best costumes. I assume that was entirely Great. for Nagini's dress. So, who were the other nominees? I don't care. So, <laughs> uh, anyway, I always thought I had a regular sized head. Okay, you out. get it. Uh, Newt and <laughs> no, Newt and. This is Jacob. Say it, dickhead. Jacob Kowalski are walking through what appears to be the Windows 95 desktop background, and they come across, I don't even know who or what this character is, some old guy with a beard who tells them, hey, if you want to get to the other side, answer me these questions three, and they're like, okay, step into this bucket and we go somewhere else. And I'm trying to tell myself, okay, it's a wizard movie, they do dumb shit all the time, and suddenly they're in Paris. Okay, now we have to deal with the French. Look at you acting like Parker didn't recognize the Sphinx in human form. <laughs> from all of his time in Egypt. 
<laughs> I have seen so many things on my journeys. Yeah, well, anyway, our good friend Newt... Oh, yeah, well, I remember why they're going to Paris. Because... I hate saying her name so much. Queenie Goldstein is... Don't you just feel like an asshole this yes, whole episode? Yes! I'm not even going to censor when we say retard. I kind of want to censor ourselves when we say her name. <laughs> That's the one that bothers me. It's... The only it's, people that would be offended by it have already turned this episode off because they love the movie. That's a good movie. point. Yeah, yeah, that's also true. <laughs> to Miss Rowling, She's, really? You got, like, that much of a problem with them? Like, talk to them sometime. They're really not that bad. Every time her name comes up in my notes, it's just, like, tiptoeing through a minefield. I'm like, don't say it. I just abbreviated it as QG. Maybe that's what I'll call her. I can't just call her Q because then we're going to get more listeners than we can afford. Uh, but uh, it'll crash the SoundCloud servers. Uh, so, I think they would love our show. Yeah. Uh, well, they're uh, Josh already listens. Yeah, we're anti Tom Clancy. <laughs> like, like why wouldn't they? So uh, they're they're looking for uh, Jacob's girlfriend and fiance, I guess, because he loves her. And uh, she's in Paris because she's looking for her sister, Tina. Goldstein. <laughs> now, uh, Parker. Yes. <laughs> this is for you and only you. <laughs> we get to Paris, and my notes immediately say, "Gonna skate to one song and one song only." <laughs> <laughs> now, no one knows what this movie means. Uh, Parker, Parker, <laughs> Parker, can you do me a favor? Uh -huh. Watch your phone down. No. Phone down. Okay. 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 I will give you a free movie assignment to me if you can tell me Tina Goldstein's full name. Oh, go fuck yourself. Absolutely <laughs> not. In what world? I said Regulus ten minutes ago. What are you talking about? It is according to <laughs> harrypotter.fandom.com slash That's cool. Yeah, sure. Her whatever. full name is actually Porpentina... Esther Tito's <laughs> commander. Hey, Chris. Chris, you know, you can purge your browser history as many times as you want, but the NSA still knows Well, it's this. still the site-suggested thing, so it's not... I didn't actually click... Fuck. Okay, oh I actually accidentally clicked on it when I said that, so... Anyway, uh, yeah, that's... Uh, her name is Porpentina. And for the purposes <laughs> of accuracy, I will be referring to her as such for the rest of the movie. So here's the best part about it. They, they only call her Tina in the movie. They call her Tina in the first movie. They call her Tina in the second movie. I don't, I, I'm pretty sure she's credited that way. Uh, actress I've never heard of as Tina Goldstein. And apparently J.K. Rowling revealed after the movie, oh, her full name is Porpentina. And Fuck yourself, lady. I'm pretty Go sure away. it's just like that thing where people are like, Please stop saying it's like, oh, by the way, Dumbledore really got in a lot of asses in his time. And like, oh, and uh, actually turns out Fred and George were some who cares sort of shit. <laughs> Although it does remind me of, <laughs> of that picture where it's comparing J.K. Rowling saying all that stuff about her work afterwards to George Lucas saying that the music they were playing in that, uh, that Planet on Tattooing <laughs> is called Jizz. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's the funniest thing McClunky. in the world to me that simultaneously, as we live and grow into adulthood, we have J.K. Rowling just anytime someone puts a microphone near her making up new Harry Potter lore, and also George R.R. R. Martin, who won't write his fucking books. <laughs> it's a good, it's like, a good bit. Like, two, our two biggest active fantasy series are just complete 
polar opposites. It's so fucking fun. I fucking love it. But one who just refuses to write anything. I was like, I don't know. Her name's Porpentina. That sounds good. <laughs> hey, run with that, nerds. Yeah, that'll tide you over six. No, more we months. can't call her Christina Goldstein because it has Christ in the name, and her name is fucking Goldstein. So <laughs> we all know what they did to him. Am I right, kids? Okay, all right. <laughs> so uh, here's my biggest thing about. <laughs> Porpentina. Does Neville get married later? Porpentina, you dumb fuck. Here's my thing about Porpentina Goldstein. Do we really need to see her again? I thought she was just going to be in the first movie, and they're just like, oh, well, I thought they were going to do like that that movie thing. You you guys know the movie thing that they do, right? It was just like, oh, she can't be in this movie. She thought that you were going to marry Zoe Kravitz, so she found a new boyfriend, and also we weren't going to pay her enough, so she can't appear in this movie. I'm like, I would have been fine. She's a she's a total nothing of a character. I don't know who that actress is, and she she leaves absolutely no impact on me. But instead, oh no, we gotta see her. I don't, I don't. Was she some sort of beloved character? Is she like? Is there a lot of fan fiction about her? Don't let me know. Email Parker, not me. You could just say that for the entire first movie cast. No one belongs here. Yeah. Uh, well, there's a delete. I don't know what. Do they find her? I know Queenie Goldstein. Oh, feel like I should make the sign of the cross every time I say that. Uh, she... The more you say it, the more you tread on dangerous I know. water. It's okay, you can say it, because she decides at the end to work with Wizard Hitler, so that means Which it's cool. I have questions <laughs> about Miss Goldstein being like, he's raising a lot of good points, babe. We'll like, get to that, we'll get to that, because there's a please. lot to say there. Uh, but Rowley, please let someone proofread your yeah, work, I'm begging well, you. Again, we really do need to get that, but uh, there's this... I don't know, there's another deleted scene after this where Nagini gives Ezra Miller's character bread. So in the Good. next scene, uh, some guy with a hat destroys Ezra Miller's character's house elf nanny. <laughs> he meets her and then she just gets zapped immediately. Like, I watched Good. this one and we're like, oh, Good hey, stakes. Zelda Rubenstein's still getting work. Oh. Well, oh. Not anymore. Boy, she... Oh barbecued well oh boy he's fucking crispy so uh yeah <laughs> get that angel cop audio on here <laughs> uh yeah anyway he feels really sad about it because uh who cares um we move on to our good friend jude law albus dumbledore what's his middle name he has middle names right he has like the he's got the double middle name I think it was Albus Severus, right? Albus Rectum Dumbledore. Parker. Something like that. Parker. <laughs> I'm not saying Albus Severus Potter. Thank you. <laughs> I can't take it anymore. That's Par- it hurts so that's bad. That's Parker's Discord name. The bravest man I knew. Yeah. The creep who wanted to fuck my mom 30 years ago and tormented me. Yeah. Albus, er- Albus Erectus Dumbledore. Uh, he's uh, <laughs> he gets visited. <laughs> Albus Regulus. Albus Regulus. <laughs> Regulus Remus. Okay, so yeah, he's he's in there teaching the students how to I don't know kill people with wands, and uh, Mystery of Magic visits and goes, "Oh, what's your mission?" And uh, he he tells everyone uh, to leave, and Dumbledore responds, "Right, off you go." And he's just like, come on, you need to fight against uh, a wizard Hitler. And uh, Dumbledore's like, what? And he's like, no, come on, we can drop the accents, okay? It's a podcast. And he's like, oh, okay, well, I don't really want to fight him. Because you know, he's like, right, right, you guys were like brothers, right? And Dumbledore says, we were like brothers, only closer. And I'm just like, 
Oh, they did stuff. Parker. Just fucking get Parker. to it. Parker, buddy, since I know you care deeply about Harry Potter lore. Yeah. You want to you talk about why Professor McGonagall was alive in the 20s? Yeah, for yeah, real? What, what the yeah. fuck? See, that's, that's what gets me. It's like, even Dumbledore being alive in the 20s, I was just like, oh, maybe he was really young because like he'd be old in the books, he's got a long gray beard, can... sure, fine, whatever. In this one, he's got a great exactly, beard in this yeah. one. He was like fucking 50, 60 I have to keep old. reminding myself, like, wait, I forgot, like, Old bakery dude served in the first world war. I have to keep recalibrating my brain. Yeah. Why am I hearing all these fucking names on the other side of the world? Kill yeah. me. Yeah, so what is it? Maggie Smith is is the one in the new ones. And in no offense to her, but in like the 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 what is it, the Harry Potter books. In in the, in the Harry Potter books she looks like Grandma Dried Applehead. And in this movie she looks like she's a <laughs> solid forty. You you're telling me she only aged like what? 30 years in between? I'm like, come on, I don't believe that. Uh, okay. Theses. <laughs> that's your, that's your punchline. <laughs> that's how we cut out the awkward silence. It's better than saying... I was the, mid-yawn when he stopped talking, I'm sorry. That's, that's so much better than, like, the, the blonde lady's name. So, uh, I have to admit, there was a, a flashback that was extremely poorly done. We cut to Lita Lestrange... Played by Zoe Kravitz, oh and she thinks back to her time in Harry Potter Castle School. Oh my and God. cut all of this immediately. Think, what is? She's thinking this? back. It's like, oh, it was really tough for me to be a girl. Other girls were like making jokes behind my back, so she used the mouth eraser spell, which I thought was going to be a lot more serious. I mean, that looked pretty bad. And seems pretty fucked up. Being honest, and she runs away really what? fast because she's got the quick twitch <laughs> spell. Not Jean. And uh, she's <laughs> in there, and she runs up to her dormitory, and Newt's commander is there. I'm just like, why is this 30-year-old man hanging out in girls' dormitories? And they're like, it's oh, it's so a flashback. It was just a teenage boy so... hanging out in teenage girls' dormitories. My dad just texted me, he, guys, he's not happy. We don't have to take a break. So... <laughs> <laughs> Parker, I know that this scene doesn't need to exist, but also, how many times do you think about it? How many times do you have done the mouth removal spell to Paco? Oh my, every time. <laughs> no, done. <laughs> Get fucked. Just gonna take a break, guys. I just want to eat something. Yeah, I bet you do. <laughs> hey, Hey, Paco, don't say anything. If you do, if you do want to get kicked from the lobby, you dumb piece of shit. <laughs> Done. Booted. Get Chris, I really hate that you've put the thought of Jimmy the Greek watching Quidditch in my head. It's real bad. It's real bad stuff oh, here. Oh, man. Well, I, it, there's more flashbacks. There's uh, He takes her to a, a tree, and there's like a grass hop around the thing and he shows her oh look if you i i, I say younger he if you look at the creatures they're actually quite kind i'm going to be the hero of five movies and she's like who okay. gives a shit who gives yeah. a and fuck she's just who like oh man i want his dick in me so uh then there's another flashback where they're doing defense against the dark arts and dumbledore's teaching them and he says, this is a bogger, and it represents what you're afraid of. But it's okay, it can't actually hurt you. I don't know if that's true. And uh, he says, if you just say ridiculous, put your wand on it, then it will turn into a, something else. And uh, Newt Scamander is scared of more than anything else of working in an office for the rest of his life. Wow, he's so cool and unique and whatever. So he 
I don't know, he does ridiculous with her. And she is afraid of a floating white sheet in the air. I'm just like, man, I would be too if I was black. Uh, so For real. I have to admit that. Isn't the the note I wrote stuff. down is a lot shittier. I wrote down, is she afraid of doing her laundry? What is this? I couldn't tell what was going on there. Turns out it's something really stupid. Um, well, Parker, you guys didn't watch the deleted scene. I'd like to tell you about a deleted scene. There's a deleted scene where Professor McGonagall, Minerva McGonagall, who's a cat, she comes up to... I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> She's a cat. She's a cat. Uh, comes up to... Um, you think she knows Scrimble Shanks? Not funny. I'm going to cut that. She goes up to Dumbledore, and <laughs> yeah. uh, she... And she's. I wish I got that treat. <laughs> I bet you do. And she goes up to Dumbledore. And she's just like, "Yeah, hey Chris, wow, hey Dumbledore, it's really fucked up that the Ministry of Magic visited us and interrupted that class." And he's just like, "It's whatever." And then that scene ends, and uh, they go to a, a scene where they're waiting inside a house. So make sure you guys pay extra for that Blu-ray. You seen something great? Yeah. Uh, there is a scene where. Okay, let me think. It's oh, they're trying to. When I say they, Newt Scamander and Jacob Kowalski are trying to save Porpentina Goldstein. <laughs> I can't get through that without laughing. From some black guy uh, who's uh, locked them in a French prison. Then he dies, and Jeff, what the? Fuck? Yeah, he says. Oh, I have told you, either I shall die, or he shall die. And then he dies, and my first reaction was, well, that kind of narrows it down. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Roll credits, please. Oh, God, if only. Uh, so, <laughs> that, yeah, they're, they're, she's just like, wow, great rescue attempt. And then he uses his, like, walking, like, praying mantis to uh, break them out of the prison. And my entire... You could just, you could just call him Dime Store Group. Well, it's you fine. can call him that, but I, I would also call him a waste of fucking time because there's a spell called Alohomora, and you can just point it at a door and it opens. It doesn't even matter if it's locked. Nah. It doesn't even matter if it's locked because like he does it to like a locked door in the first movie. You can just do that all... And like the no, girl does it too. It's you can different. just do that. It's not even that fucking hard. Do you like how sometimes they can do magic without wands and sometimes they can't? Well, you have to be really... It's pretty good. It's, like, like, it's so funny that J.K. Rowling is literally the only author in the entire history of writing to figure out how to fucking put the genie back in the bottle with time travel and yet can't figure out this simple shit. <laughs> it's so fucking good. I, I, dude, trust me, I don't care. Anyway, that's a really important character. He was almost lost to... That house elf in the first movie. The black guy turns out is not actually dead. Um, they bring him to a house, and he uses oh tweezers to remove an eye parasite from him. And then they fall asleep, and uh, Jacob Kowalski wakes up, and there's some really old white guy there. And he says, "Hey, don't you know me? I'm, I'm an alchemist." And the like the room collectively gasps, and it says. I'm Nicola Flamel. Now, Parker, do you know who that is? Parker, I'm really sad for you that you used the Hey, asshole, I'm Mini-Me <laughs> joke last week. Because Jesus fucking Christ. Oh my God. 
Well, we see, I refer to it as the Philosopher's Stone. I'm more See, that's a, at one point, they literally show the fucking thing there, and you can just know that there's someone in the theater going, that's the Sorcerer's Stone! And someone on the other side of the, the of the theater is going, actually, it's well, the Philosopher's Stone! And Parker's <laughs> in the back of the theater going, I know what that is! <laughs> I've seen that rock before. Yay! <laughs> 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 so Newt Scamander meets up with Porpentina Goldstein. <laughs> Still Shut can't do up. it. And uh, they go it. into the National Wizard Archives where they keep the data on all the wizards. And seems bad. Yeah, probably doesn't. I don't even know how they do that without computers. Actually, if I was a wizard, I would just invent the computer. You know what? I'll just mention this now. It does this dumb shit where, like, clearly the wizarding world is, like, in a bad place where it's, like, illegal to be with no matches, which is just the laziest, most dog shit name. But, like, society's not great there. They're super in hiding. They can't, like, communicate with the outside world or anything. It's like, okay, so here's a bad guy who's against this. But he killed a baby. That way you know he's bad. So when we kill this one guy, it's all gonna be okay. I understand it's for babies, but it's the laziest baby shit ever. I hate it so much. It's like, oh, the bad guy has a point. But he's too bad. What we need is a moderate <laughs> who can really get in there start changing stuff This around. is where the podcast reveals that we all voted for Evan McMuffin. So, uh, <laughs> Newt Scamander. <laughs> Newt Scamander and uh, Porpentina fucking Goldstein are in the thing and they're looking around for something Jeez. and they have an emotional heart to heart. <laughs> and here's the thing in the middle of the archive that is time sensitive because it's romantic this way. Theseus is chasing them. <laughs> it's, it's pressure. It's risky. Parker, you know how much guys like risk. So, uh,. As much as I like, <laughs> as much as I like the, and I roll my fourteen die and I attack Kamchaka and oh, I'm so glad Alex doesn't understand the reference I'm referring to. Uh, so, as much as I like the bare bones romance in the first movie, you know the one between Queenie Goldstein and Jacob Kowalski. In this second movie, the one between Newt and Porpentina is so much worse, despite there being more details. And I know they get they together. I already know that they end up marrying each other because apparently in the back cover of uh, the book, uh, Fantastic Piece of Where to Find Them, it says Newt Scamander is married to his wife, Tina Goldstein, and their five children and like a bunch of pets that are probably, they should probably just be assassinated, you know, in that bloodline. Uh, like, so I know they're going to get together, but I got to see how they do it. And it's just dragged out. It's, it's so shitty. I don't know. I don't like either of these characters. And it could be because they don't have any chemistry with each other. But it's hard to have chemistry with a character that talks like uh, your eyes. Your eyes are like... Uh, I'm not sure what to say. Oh, wow. That's so great, Newt. I read your I, book. It's so good. Now, women... We have to go find Ezra Miller. Now, women, if you're I listening, and I know you're not... Could you, like, at least explain, Correct. not to me, to Parker, what it is about British guys that you're just willing to settle? Like, I, I mean, in America, like, we got Tom <laughs> Cruise, we got Bruce Campbell. In Britain, the best, you, eh, I, 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 I spell. Man, if that's the best America has to offer, then, yeah, I think you made no, it. No, no, actually, I don't yeah. Know. Everyone tells me women <laughs> like accents, but they just go, oh, you got your 10-gallon hat, and they, <laughs> 
throw rocks at me, and I don't like well, it. It's, you know what? It's, no one appreciates a true king anymore. So they get attacked by a, a bunch of... Ca- Actually, no, wait, there's... Dude, I have so much to say about this library. Okay, scene. would you like to take because it? First you can go ahead and run point on this. Absolutely. First of all, this is literally just the scene from Monsters University. Parker, back me up on Absolutely this. it is. Thank you. That's been bothering <laughs> me all fucking day. Oh, I haven't seen that. It is Monsters literally Watch it. frame for frame. Yeah, that, that movie's actually, like, you'll yeah. enjoy it. I, I, I will always laugh when I the see the most loaded fucking... sentence on this podcast. Hey, you'll enjoy yeah, it. What does was uh, <laughs> does uh, Sully's dad come with him to the college? Dude, I, I laugh every time I see young Mike Wazowski with the braces across one tooth. It <laughs> fucking good bit, kills. Dude. It's, it's a, a good great bit. visual game. Does he join the X Games? Second of all, also staring directly at Parker as I say this, when the cats come out. Could you think of anything but Team America? Absolutely not. How, how could you? We are not your enemies. I really thought you were going to say, we are Siamese if you don't please. Uh, anyway, yeah, they, they're they told, yeah, don't attack those cats, uh, which Lita immediately does. Great job. And uh, Newt's like, I've got a great idea. I, I will it. summon a manticore <laughs> who will attack the cats you're not supposed to attack. <laughs> yeah, but it's the good manticore. Oh. <laughs> he is most pleased. Yeah. Now, if he is had this... captured the reverse manticore, oh man. Is this is this monster just gritty with a tail? Yes. yes I hate yeah. it. It's so fucking ugly. Yeah, wings, I guess. So, somehow, I guess they get stopped and they're brought to an underground... How the hell did they get there? I don't... What was the scene transition? I was on my phone for most of this movie. I'll tell you that right now. How did they get to this underground, like, lair sort of thing where it's like they're in that stone thing and they're like... It's basically that huge information dump where they're trying to be like... Oh, you see, uh... You just kind of go, oh, we need to get to the next scene. And they disappear oh, yeah, and they reappear. They go, Alright, cool. We're at the next scene now. Let's it's like, talk. let's find out who Ezra Miller's character really is. They take off the rubber mask... Oh, uh, Don, not 90 minutes. <laughs> 90 minutes into this movie, we get like a 10 minute fucking backstory about being on what I assume is the Titanic. I, I yeah, it must be. You can tell me I'm wrong, but that's the fucking that Titanic. Actually, go matches up with the time frame, doesn't it? Alex, does that is there anything wrong with that time frame? I think it's accurate. It's. Close yeah. enough. And also the idea of fucking wizard Hitler Johnny Depp like apparating an iceberg in front of a ship is really yeah. funny to me. Well that's so. that's my biggest problem with like the wand battle series. Like, can't you just turn one of the, the wands into like an assault rifle? Or can't you just like turn yourself into Godzilla? That's what I would do. Uh no, you just have to make fire. I don't wanna do that. And then and then the well, anyway, begins. yeah, that black guy. But we'll the get black there. guy has like a ten-minute information dump, and then Lita has a ten-minute information dump, and I'm just looking at my phone like, oh About god, like she had her baby brother on the boat, and the baby kept crying, so she switched the baby so she would have a baby next to her that wasn't crying. Yeah. And then the fucking boat went down, so they saved the wrong baby. Who Sick. could give a yeah. shit? It's it's worse than who could give a shit. It's. Oh, the entire plot of this movie is pure coincidence. Yes. Thanks for showing like, me this. I love to be like, because the first time I watched this, half of these names were like, 
I, I vaguely remember what a Lestrange is. But now that I've reread and rewatched everything, I went straight to the Wikipedia and went, okay, let me make sure. Let me. I got <laughs> yeah, this. He watched okay. it a second time because so... he hated it so much. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, she explains that, like, hey, I accidentally killed this baby because I switched it because it wouldn't stop crying. I wanted it to shut the fuck up. And she felt really bad Ada. about it. And that's the it. image that she was haunted by with the bogger. And uh, Newt's commander says, hey, it's, it's alright, it's, it's not your fault, you, you, you didn't mean for it to happen. And here's a confession, I actually thought that this was not only a great line, but one of the better lines that I've heard in any movie that I've watched this year. She says, oh Newt, you never met a monster you couldn't love. I thought that was really good, and I was like, wow, that that's a line that's going to stick with me. So the next scene they have is the wizard equivalent of the Galactic Senate. It's like Dude. it's so out of place in this movie. And apparently, like, it was next I agree door. With you, Chris. <laughs> oh, good thing we're done with all that standing and talking. Let's sit down and talk. Yeah, about I'm exhausted. You know, it seemed kind of inconsequential at the time. <laughs> no, it was, it was like it seemed kind of extraneous at the time. Oh, it turns <laughs> and, and then bumbling Jacob Kowalski accidentally stumbles into the room next door, where. Queenie Goldstein is in attendance for one of the Nazi ra- uh, wizard rallies. How does pure blood? Fucking fatty Arbuckle just fall f- ass over tea kettle into a Nazi wizard fatty rally. Like, what is this movie? Why is that? Is Jack Black that he didn't actually? Get this call? Then, oh my god! They recast dude. everybody else. Actually, like, fuck. Look, I love Dan Fogler, but you know, Jack Black is kind of made for this role, isn't he? So. Here's the thing about that's too much. We I really do need to I talk about take his energy yeah, with Eddie. Redmayne. We do need to talk about Queenie Goldstein in this movie as a character. At one point, she's looking for her sister Porpentina, and uh, Shut I have up. to call her that. It's her name. Shut Don't make fun of it. Be per- no, be respectful. Don't. Jesus, it's her culture. So she's looking around, and she's in someone else's house, and there's like a floating tea kettle or something. It's Britain, and. Uh, in comes the bad guy, uh, Grindelwald, and uh, he's going to put the voodoo on her or something, I don't know. And he's like, join me, my forces of darkness. And she's just like, oh, I'm not going to do that, I, I heard all about you. I, I, we should get Josh's cousin on here, I can't really do the voice. Uh, <laughs> and uh, she's just like, oh, well, I'm not going to join forces with you, I know all about you. It's like, oh, but the dark side has so many powers. And I have to wonder, why exactly does she join up with him? She can read his mind. She knows how evil he is. Why would you be like, oh, I'm not going to do that because I'm, I'm psychic, and I see that you're going to, you know, put regular human beings into concentration camps and that's bad yeah but you see he's really persuasive like uh Hitler yeah that, that does kind of oh, feel he's, just, he's got such a way with words he's so charming maybe if he was still fucking Colin Farrell yeah I'd fall yeah, for that's it the thing. Colin Farrell could tell me anything I'm like absolutely where are we going Damn, he a gun. That's Let's the thing about this. this is, uh, it kind of feels like J.K. Rowling is writing Grindelwald in such a way that you ever meet those people who are like not quite as critical of Hitler as they ought to be? They always do whatever they talk about. They always say, "Say what you will about him, but he sure knew how to whip a crowd up into a frenzy." He's just like, "Huh, yeah, it was, it was yeah." And then what? People, thing. 
You're right, man. The trains did run on time. So I have to go is yeah, the thing. Yeah, so she is apparently hooked on this message. I gotta see what the opener was for that one. And she goes to his big Nazi rally. And uh, she's like, yeah, wow, this seems like such a great idea. And he come, she comes across uh, Jacob Kowalski. Oh, baby, I love you. I love you. Let's get out of here. I mean, look at that guy. He's crazy. She's like, no, no, no. Let's listen to him, you know, open marketplace of ideas, you know, let's let's hear what he has to say. You don't want to cancel him, you don't want to cancel culture. So he's like, uh, okay, whatever, I'm actually the man here, so you should, okay. So uh, he's, uh, he comes out there and says, we should kill anyone who doesn't know how to use a wand. And everyone in the audience is just like, okay, so see where he's going with this, it's already interesting, piqued my curiosity, he's like, here's what'll happen if we don't. And he shows a wizard hologram of a nuclear explosion. So, is this the movie that tries to get me to defend Hiroshima and Nagasaki? Chris, you need to back up for just half a second here. Because before he shows the wizard hologram, he takes a bong rip out of a skull. <laughs> he does. And if we didn't mention that, we would not be You're doing right. a yeah. service our, to our, our, our core listeners would want to know that. Uh, just to lead you guys astray, this movie still sucks, but at one point, an evil wizard takes a bong rip out of a skull and uh, shows a hologram nuclear explosion to a bunch of other wizards and goes, that's why we gotta kill him. <laughs> dude, dude, I'm gonna be honest, like... I have never had a house that was big enough to have a Halloween party, but if slash when I ever do, I am absolutely going to dress as Grindelwald and walk around with a wizard skull and just offer people problems. <laughs> Damn, Mr. G, you didn't tell me how good this weed was. <laughs> Where's the Zannies? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's... I... So, again, the this conceit of this movie is the bad guy's like, hey, uh, World War is going to happen. We should stop that. Which poses a very real problem. Because, like, in the original Harry Potter books, you could just be assholes like us and be like, oh, wow, I wonder what all the wizards did during 9-11. Because, yeah. you know, you're a piece yeah. of shit. But this is very... It's not subtext. It's in the text of, like, huh. So the Holocaust is coming up, huh? Sure wish these wizards with magic powers would do something about that. Dude, like, like it, it's... The funniest part is, like, it's such an easy fix. You give me, like, one wizard-human treaty, like, 800 years ago, and this is all solved. It all goes away. It's like, oh, man, there's the treaty, but we can't violate it because they'll know about us, or whatever. Like, like some, some dumb plot contrivance that's that fucking simple. Like, it does not take a lot of brain power or effort. And instead, it's, yeah, well, you know, they're persecuting us, even though they don't know we exist. And also, like, they build these buildings, and we have to blow them up, and also, they're going to do they're gonna get assault rifles and they're gonna shoot us even though they don't know we're here like fucking what man like what are they're you just saying? trying to do like hey remember magneto he's gonna do that you know and i i just think it's so lazy and it does honestly kind of feel like a ripoff of x-men you can't do the magneto thing when magneto has spent his entire life being hunted down Magneto, who grew up in an actual concentration camp, like okay. that's his whole character. Is like, hey, goodbye. People, humans, are, no. <laughs> no. Okay, you're good. You're good. It went red again. You're good. That would have been know. fine if yeah, I didn't say sorry. anything. My I wonder bad. what she's streaming out there. <laughs> the kids watching but, uh, this like, movie. His entire. <laughs> God. Oh, <laughs> the entire character of Magneto is like, hey, humans are pretty fucking terrible, right? Look at all of my family that they murdered, and he's just like. 
kind of fucked up that we have to hide over here, right? We should I, do I should right. not have mentioned Magneto. <laughs> You've had like two you things about him already. I'm just like, I don't even remember if he was good or bad. You sent me into a tizzy. <laughs> so, uh, this movie yeah. sucks. So, uh, a bunch it, of horrors come in. Right, the big. <laughs> let, yeah, okay. let me just say this. Because the biggest problem is like, this is like the emotional fulcrum of the movie of just like, we've been persecuted for too long. We can't take it anymore. But also, I can't figure out if the wizards are the Nazis or the Jews. They do not make it clear. I cannot tell which side the movie wants us to see. That's the thing is like, at one point, when he says, like, oh, we have to stop this nuclear explosion, and I'm like, but you're trying to accelerate it. You're trying to put these people in concentration camps. You're trying to kill off uh, all the non-magic-using people because they're not as enlightened as you. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know if the world really needs like a Draco Malfoy in it. I think the world's kind of cool without him. Uh, if we don't intervene, all these humans are going to kill each other. So we're going to murder them. Exactly. First. That's got yeah. it. You're fine. They will never well, hurt maybe you. Hiroshima okay. and Nagasaki were really bad for global warming or something, and he's a wizard, he knows that. So, uh, Nagini... Oh, wait, we should talk about all the Aurors. The Aurors come in, and they're like, you're all under arrest! <laughs> and everyone looks at him like, we kind of outnumber you by, like, a million to one. He's like, oh. And he kills one girl. He shoots to kill yeah. this fucking teenage girl. This girl, girl like, points her water out, and he terminates her with extreme prejudice. And... Like, every single kid learns how to, like, disarm people in their first year of school. He just immediately goes for that green flame. Like, yeah, nope! and you dead, this, bitch. This scene is 100 times funnier knowing it was written by a British yeah, person. Point, yeah. Because, like, what the fuck are you guys worried yeah. about? <laughs> yeah, also, like, yeah, he shoots her, and then they all just stare at him like, Hey, that's pretty fucked up. You killed that girl. Like, I know how an American writes this scene. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, better is uh, the way it's written. <laughs> wow, that's fucked up. He killed her. So, everyone leave and go tell everyone that they attacked us. Like, what? Hey, man, you mess with Grindelwald's henchmen, you mess with <laughs> okay. all of us. For fucking yeah, real, so, dude. Fucking Grindelwald comes up to her dead body, and I thought he was going to offer her, like, a bong rip on his skull and somehow revive her or something. But he doesn't. Instead, everyone just kind of disappears. And he surrounds his platform in blue flame. And if you press A at the right time, you can jump over it. But only if your, like, HP is high enough or something. I don't know. Uh, and he kills a bunch of the Aurors. And his his little lackey with the wizard, with a Hitler haircut, gets incinerated into the flames. I don't know why that happens. Uh, and here's a part that really stuck with... Oh, yeah, also Ezra Miller goes through it. Because why not? And this part, it really stuck with me because I think the script girl messed up who got which script. Nagini, the naughty snake, does not go into the flame. She even tells Ezra Miller, hey, no, don't go in there. He's a bad guy. You don't have to be a bad guy. He's like, I got nothing better to do. And she's like, no! And he goes in. And she has to, like, try to leave because she's a snake lady and she's got to be in the Harry Potter books. You know who she is. Gotta go back to the Senate to vote. Yeah, exactly. And Queenie Goldstein instead gets the bad guy script and she says, Oh, we gotta go in there. We have to go join the bad guy. Come with me, my muggle fiance. And I'm like, wait, he wants to eliminate the muggles. Why why would he go with you? That is the worst idea I've ever heard. And he says to her, uh, you're crazy. 
And I think this is one of two things. I think this is either A, uh, a pretty decent callback to the first act of the movie where he called, where he thought that she was crazy and she was like, oh, that's not very nice. Or it's like one of those things where it's like, hey man, it's not very nice to call women crazy. That's gaslighting. If they're together in any point in movies three through five, I'm fucking done with the well, series. We'll let Parker like... do the advanced scouting for us. <laughs> <laughs> You know, the wheel takes uh, all I, forms. I, I, Mostly okay. a wheel. We'll get to that. I hope we don't. So, uh... Hopefully sooner than later. My anyway, uh, Grindelwald and Ezra Miller's character are in some Hitler's house, and he puts both hands on the side of his head and goes, You are my number one guy. And the uh, credits roll, and uh, you have to see the next movie. Hey. Hey, uh... Hey, Ezra Miller. What's your name? Ray. <laughs> yeah, but but Ray who? <coughs> Ray Dumbledore. <laughs> There's not a big enough go fuck yourself I can give. Just absolute dog shit. Ah, oh, thanks for joining me. Secret Dumbledore brother. Credits. <laughs> Smash cut. <laughs> fuck you. Oh, Dude, he forgot to talk about the ending action scene. Just kidding. Yeah, so that's one of the things about this movie is there isn't really a climactic final battle or anything like that, which I guess is for the best because, Parker, you've mentioned this before, there really isn't a way to make wand battles look cool. No, it all sucks ass. It's so stupid looking. There's no getting around yeah, it. Yeah, I don't I don't understand how you're supposed to like be interested in this sort of stuff because, again, like there's so many possibilities. Like... Alex, did you ever watch uh, Avatar The Last Airbender? I don't remember. I did okay. not, Well, no. I personally think that you would have fun with it. I think the little lady would, too. But even if you don't want to watch it, I think you get the basic idea is that there's a whole bunch of, like, really interesting special effects, not in the movie, in the, in the show, like, using earth and, and water and fire and air and all these different cool, creative, original, unique ideas, and it all looks so awesome. And in this, they just go pew pew with the with the fucking wands. It looks so lame, even when they apparate to, like, get away from stuff. That was, like, in the climax of the first movie. They're just going through the fucking train station. Go to fucking Pluto. The bad guy's not there. That's where I would go. You'd be fine. You could probably Dude, breathe there because so, you're a wizard. So you're not wrong, but allow me to offer a simpler solution to how to fix wand, wand battles in these Give movies. Just make them laser blade. Oh, actually, oh, all right. Oh, That's all yeah, you dude. have to do. Let's Just two go. dudes like fucking yelling as the energy oh hits each other. That's all you fucking need. That it's would so be easy. So much better if we could fucking see Jude Law tell Johnny Depp to join him in the Thunderdome. <laughs> yeah. It's so much better than just pew, 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 pew. Oh, you got me. I guess I'm dead now. Like, yeah, Literally. Just, just make it like some struggle of fucking will where you launch giant views of energy at each other. All you it's have to do so is a Dragon easy. Ball beam struggle. It's not exactly. hard. And yet in those last Harry Potter movies, like they're basically just guns. They're just ducking behind cover, not even yelling spells. They're just going pew, 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 Like, they're pew, just, pew. like, force-pushing people so back and forth with wands, which looks so lame. I'm telling you, I honestly long for the days of Don the Dragon Wilson. I mean, you do that every time I wake up. has to do with this. Yeah, so the movie ends also. Yeah, it turns out he's a Dumbledore or something. Who cares? On a cliffhanger that could... Who could possibly give a shit? Yeah, I can't wait to see the third one that's definitely going to be made. The third of five? Well, it's a third in a five-part trilogy, so... 
God, it owns because like if this one tanks too, they're just gonna have to pivot to do something else, and by something else, it's definitely gonna be Cursed Child. Well, right? It's either that or like you have to think that like. Uh, J.K. Rowling is gonna do like she'll write up a blog post about like the lost story that I never got to finish. I think Mark Laylaw did the same thing with Half Life or something, and people are gonna be like, "This." Is I actually shit. planned this from yeah, the beginning. I was hoping you guys did wouldn't you? watch my bullshit. <laughs> this is a story I wanted to tell. About how I got Great. Turned upside okay, please log off. <laughs> well, that was horrible. Luckily, uh, you know, yeah. with the I, our draft plans backfired, and we have no way of possibly assigning each other any movies. So, uh, Parker, what should we watch next week? Wait. So, here's the thing. Oh. Oh. Now, you're right that under the rules that were given, there's no way to assign each other movies. And it would be, it would have been unfair to just be like, oh, you know, F's just slot down into mill and grades, and we're just gonna just start rapid fire assigning shit. So I decide I designed something that was a little bit more equitable for everybody. Everybody gets a fair chance. Isn't that what we want in life? We just want a fair chance. And there's three of us here, you know. It's just you know have a nice little wheel in front of us <laughs> with a number of spaces divisible by three, so we can just. Spin to win. Damn it. Welcome to the game of drafts, boys. So, (laughs) here's the thing. I did my homework on uh, the grades put out by one, Walter Traprinsky, who will never be talked about on this podcast again. Correct. He should throw himself in front of a fucking bus. He, he did not assign his classic Millen Kielbasa or Bulky Blunder or O'Brien or Belichick's dog grades, but, like, the spirit was still there. And that's the problem, because, like, when you look at the things that he gave an F to, it's like, oh, a guy I've never heard of. Oh, a running back in the first round. Oh, a long snapper chosen two rounds too early that somebody traded up for. Like... It's there. It's just like, he's like, no, this is the year I'm going to take my stupid, shitty draft website that everybody makes fun of seriously. So, rather than just taking pick numbers and doing assignments, I came up with something better. I took the 14 F grades. I I didn't just pretend they were Millen Kielbasa's. I instead put them on a wheel that we will take turns spinning. Now, here's how this will work. The whole system of uh, numbers divisible by three and remainders and all that stuff. Chris, you're a brain genius with dividing by three, so I'm going to be relying on you very heavily for this. But uh, that's all still in place. However, when you spin, if you get somebody else's number, you get to assign them a movie. If you get your own number, you're good. You're safe. Safe space. It's going to give you a chance to get out of some of these assignments. Man. I have okay. the wheel ready. I hope to God that somebody rips the wheel. I, I'll do the best I can. Because... It's kind of tough. Uh, would you like to share your screen so we can see it? I would love to share my screen. All right. Great. This is what we're watching next week, boys. <laughs> God damn. I'm so fucking Me hungry. Too. Please, Same. wheel. Take pity on me. 
watch stream. Great. Um, yes, is it, unfortunately. Is it okay? <laughs> God damn. <laughs> Man, oh, oh fuck. No. That's a great YouTube fucking slot. Who has uh, number one? Parker has number one. Oh yeah, I did. Parker, you have number one? Yeah. It's time to spin the wheel! Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh we got the hot dog race first! Okay! What All right, the fuck? Alright, so here's how the hot dog, dog race, race is gonna work. Now, I have not been able to go to a baseball game for over a year now, and it has been killing me. And I've been thinking back to my favorite times at the ballpark. <laughs> and our local ballpark has one of my favorite dumb Jumbotron events called the hot dog race where three hot dogs ketchup mustard and relish race around a track <laughs> so how this is going to work is because you are first i will allow you first choice between ketchup mustard and relish <laughs> well i gotta go ketchup obviously dude. all right chris do you want mustard or relish mustard. all right so i have relish I pulled up a hot dog race on YouTube that I have not no. watched. I paused just as the hot dogs start to run. And how this is going to work is whoever's hot dog wins gets to assign a movie to whoever's hot dog finishes third. So, so without fucked. further ado, on this extremely visual medium called a podcast, let's go to town. Okay, here we go. Oh my god. Uh, wait, they're riding things? I that's Don't great. I, I chose the slowest animal. Wow, too. ketchup's that's got a big fun. lead. I got the inside lane though. Inside lane, come on, come on. That guy's in the oh, way. No. Yes. Who the fuck no. is that guy? All right, hold on. All right, ketchup one. Who was Parker, third? Hold on, I gotta, Parker. I gotta rewind. I don't know who finished third. Oh, you here. gotta wait till you finish. I think you did actually. Hang on, hang on. Photo finish here. Actually. That yeah, is that's a actually, photo that's finish. A I, I picked a bad hot dog race. <laughs> all right, all right, Chris, you're gonna sign a movie to whichever of us. Uh, you want. Uh, Parker. Like, wait, Parker no, was, yeah. Parker had ketchup. Cool. Yeah, Park Parker assigned to Jeez. whatever you want. Oh, give me a hot second here. It's been so long. Load up Notepad. I so wish I had didn't a list have this. ready. Expecting. Oh, I had to toggle back to it because I made a new list to write down the horrors that awaited me today. Oh, oh, buddy. Oh, man. This list has best of the best two on it. I'm so happy I could cry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Chris, let me ask you a question. You know what You know what today was, right? It was well, May the yesterday. 4th. Wasn't yeah, it, buddy? May the 4th. Yeah, yeah, it was. Let me just come right out and ask you this question in all sincerity. Have you watched the Ewok movie with Wilford Brimley in it? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, guess Is you should it catch up, Dick. Animated. Ewok <laughs> movie with no Fred Brimley. Man, I'm so happy we got the hot dog Me race too. <laughs> Me too. All right, Chris, your Great. spin. No! Oh, you got the deadly pyramid! 
<laughs> I hate the wheel <laughs> so much. <laughs> okay, so I need the pyramid music. This is a sh this is a shorter pyramid. Okay. Don't worry. This is a smaller, cucked off-season pyramid. Like when you get those little baby crabs. Yeah. <laughs> so you only gotta get through three junctions okay. of this pyramid. And if you get through the pyramid, you get to assign me a movie. And if you don't, I get to assign okay. you a movie. I want treasure. So. Well, there's no. It's the off season. What are you gonna do with your treasures? That's why Put it's only a three, three junction pyramid. Okay. I have them written down. I will send them to Parker just in case anyone thinks that I am a liar. I say the first one, and Parker's just like wrong. <laughs> in fact, Actually. Parker, you want to adjudicate the pyramid with with uh. Sure, yeah. fun. <laughs> I'll audit his turn. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chris, left or right? Left. Parker, is he good? It's not so fun. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Second one, Chris, left right. Or right. Parker, is he good? Man, he is lagging, but yes. I think it's on my end. Because <laughs> you asked if he was good, and then he said right. Um, Alright. <laughs> okay. Alright, third junction. Left, left. or right, Chris? This, it all comes down to this. Goodness. Uh, can you see my screen? I can see your screen. <laughs> Parker. I, I went, yeah. he can I went left screen, on the final he? juncture. Parker? You good? Unfortunately, there's no untold treasures for you to win. However, uh, content awaits. So, uh, did I... Alright, what am you? I watching? Uh, Alex? <laughs> what, should I, what should I make uh, Alex watch? Something shitty. Something really shitty. Parker, uh, Alex, did you ever yeah? watch... Uh, I'm going to give you a good animated movie. Um, did you ever watch okay. Heavy Metal? I did not. Okay, you're going to watch Heavy Metal. All right, heavy metal added to the sheet. It is it's, now my turn. It's like the Canadian Spin version the of Angel Cup. Oh, good. Can't wait for that. <laughs> All right, pick one thirteen. Who that, gets this one? Well, it's it's definitely not Alex's. Uh, one thirteen is divisible by. Th that's a remainder two. So that's yours, Chris. Yes. Right? Yes. Okay. So, Chris, I'm going to start off nice and easy on you. Not even a whole movie, just an episode of a TV show. Okay. Now, if you remember correctly, you know, back to last year's Game of Games, I assigned you the Downton Abbey movie. You're just like, ah, I'm going to make Chris watch some prestige British TV. This will be funny. So I'm going in a similar direction this time, but for different reasons. Chris, you were going to watch The Crown Season 2, Episode 8. Now, I have not watched The Crown. However, I have chosen this for you for a specific reason. I know that you are passionate about your Boston teams. And maybe no Boston team has ever been more successful in history than the Kennedys. So you're going to watch this episode of The Crown 
where JFK is played by Michael C. Hall. <laughs> Enjoy telling me about Dexter's JFK accent. Oh my goodness. Okay. I woke up one day to both you and Repick sending me a link to that trailer. I oh. I'm so excited. <laughs> All right, Parker, your turn to spin the wheel. Pick 89. Who has that one? That's Remainder 2. That's me. Alright. Park. Jeez. <laughs> Let me just tab right back over here. Oh my goodness. Ooh. <laughs> You'll fucking hate this. Hey, Chris. <laughs> Hope you're excited to watch Wishmaster, parentheses, 2. <laughs> Don't worry, dude. It's just as good. <laughs> okay. Chris, your turn to spin the wheel. Oh, boy. Pick uh, 79. That's, Who gets this one? That one's remainder one, so it's Parker. You get to sign a movie to Parker. Let's go. Parker. <laughs> Parker, I think it's time for you to finally watch the Book of Henry. It's <laughs> just all, right off the bat, man. God yeah. damn it. Yeah. He's, well, he mentioned earlier that he, go, has, <laughs> he has it on his hard drive. He likes Colin Trevorrow. What could possibly go wrong? That, that I've sense. been staring at that since he got fired from Star Wars. Like, one day this is going to happen. All right, my turn to spin the wheel. Yeah. Really good spin on that one. One fifty-six. Uh oh, that's actually divisible by three. So, all right, I am good then. Yeah. Back to you, Parker. <laughs> Hell yeah. Free space. Well, that sounds great, huh? No. So you're gonna watch Free Guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if you could see the face I just made. <laughs> oh, fuck. I thought you were going to be like, you know who else fought to be free? Harriet Tubman. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Do you think Ryan Reynolds is in that, too? Probably. I hope so. I'll be squippy. Wow, I'm on the Underground Railroad. <laughs> Why does he sound like Peter Griffin? Alright. Your spin. 56. Uh, that is... Oh, that's actually Remainder 2. Uh, so I'm good. Alright, you're good. Yeah. See? This is an honest and fair wheel. Yes. Now it's my turn. My turn! <laughs> <laughs> you never saw this coming. Kevin James. This is that's also divisible by three, by three so... Alright. I am good. Parker, back to you. I forgot how many spins we're doing. 18. It's a lot. 225. That's divisible Cameron by... Cameron Cheeseman. It's divisible by three, so that's Alex. <laughs> Alright, what you got Jinkies. for me, buddy? You know what? Fuck it. This isn't as mean. I want to watch you to watch a movie on Shudder called The Cleansing Hour. 
that I talked about a couple months back. That mostly oh, sucks ass until a moment, and then you'll understand exactly why I told you to watch it. It's not that bad. It's pretty <laughs> right. fun. But the ending is real. Right. Yeah, dude. Yeah, you see that summary, don't you? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> Your spin. <laughs> Same, but the 25. opposite. 25. This is a Parker movie, right? Yeah, it's Remainder 1. Parker, what you got for me? Cheekies. No, no, this oh, is... Uh, I, I you assigned to Parker? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I, the way around. I'm sorry, if you know. Okay. Um, oh, Parker's already seen Scoob. Uh, what should I do? <laughs> Hell yeah, he is. I love that Scoob is on your list just waiting for me to get one. <laughs> oh, whoops. <laughs> uh, what did I say? Uh, <laughs> I'm going through my list of, like, disliked movies on here. Uh, <laughs> Parker... <laughs> Fuck. Wait, before I say this, Tom does, Par- does Parker have any bumper nuts? No, no bumper nuts here. Parker, you're going to be watching Loquisha. <laughs> Fuck. Comes full That's circle. That's so fucked up. <laughs> My turn. <laughs> oh. Bless you. 121. That's, uh, it's, it's Remainder 2. Wait, is that Remainder 2? It's, I think it's Remainder 1. 120 is visible. Oh, right, 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 yeah, that's Remainder 1. Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. Um, Alright, Parker. Thanks! Oh, I got here. Appreciate it. <laughs> hey, Parker, you're a big fan of raunchy comedies, right? Fuck. Yeah, sure. Alright, so you're going to watch Buddy Games, a 2019 movie that is no! the directorial debut no! of Josh Duhamel. <laughs> Fuck. Damn it. Oh, Olivia Munn, she's That's the other option I had there. But, uh... <laughs> Alright. <laughs> Parker, your turn to spin the wheel. My turn. <laughs> Divisible by three. That's Alex. I guess it is. What you got for me, buddy? Back to the old assignment page. Oh, no. I already already used Fast and Fierce Death Race. You hate to see it. (laughs) (laughs) He would all be nice. Here's an old Don Johnson movie called Dead Bang. That will very much uh, <laughs> do something for you. I have been meaning to watch you trust me on that one. Very okay with that. Chris, your spin. Yes. That is Remainder 2. So that's yourself, yeah. so you're good. Yeah. My Kevin turn. James Space is staring me right in the oh face. Oh my gosh, fucking Kevin James I, is I, right there. I don't know who is for is the problem. It's so scary. That's Remainder One. Remainder One is Parker again. Cool. Parker, I'm sorry. I know. 
Just do it. Parker, how do you feel about Ricky Gervais? <laughs> You're gonna watch that the depends. invention of lying. <laughs> Fuck you. God damn it. God damn it. I can't take the the chance oh. on spinning again and not being able to assign this to Chris. So you have to take the bullet. I'm about to say that was absolutely safe for him. I know it in my heart. <laughs> God, I, I, I'm looking at my list. I, I have a list of like ten things to assign, and I think like eight of them would be funnier to give to Chris. But also, it's just easier to pick on him. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Parker, time to spin the wheel. <laughs> oh fuck, dude! This is so fucking scary. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. That one says Kevin G. <laughs> Weird. When did he get drafted? You can pick, buddy. Your choice. He got drafted by the NHL. All right, Chris. 50-50. Okay, here we go. One sixty-four. Uh, that's also... Is that divisible by... I think that's remainder too. Um, once, oh wait, no, it's not. Wait, yeah, it is. Yeah, that's one sixty-four is uh, divisible by three remainder two. Okay, so you are good. I, I think both nothing. of these were good for you. So then I get the last one. <laughs> <laughs> Spin it. Spin it. <laughs> that's uh, that's remainder two. That's remainder two. That's me. All right. Uh... So many options. Chris, you love Hayao Miyazaki, right? No, I don't. <laughs> Go ahead and report back to us on Earwig and the Witch. I don't want to watch that one. <laughs> Dude, that movie fucking sucks. <laughs> oh, you watched it? Um, she fucking loves those movies. Uh, I was sitting on the other side of the room. She's like, all right, I'm finally starting to get into it. And like 10 minutes later, she goes, what the fuck? That's it? So good luck. <laughs> Gee, that sounds like All right, well, that concludes so the draft game of games. <laughs> Enjoy your movies, everybody. God damn it. Ugh. Man, if I had got Shit one, I would have made Parker... If I had got one more for Parker, I would have made him watch The Haunted World of El Super Peepo. <laughs> Again? That's the tea, sis.